I'll start. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector, and welcome back to the OCA Podcast. That's the Open Chest Anime Podcast, starring myself and Augie. Hello, hello. And I just realized that I haven't clicked on your... <laughs> I had it... Oh. I had... I had, I haven't muted my video with the chat. <laughs> okay, so um, while we're waiting for viewers to sort of get the notification and start piling in, I want to tell you guys a story. So, in September of last year, I released a video. Sorry, this is my pop filter on the on the microphone is kind of getting in the way. There we go. So, in September, I, I released a video on my channel where. I was working at my desk and a scorpion had fallen onto my ceiling fan, right? That happened again <laughs> a, couple of, uh, a couple of days ago. I was sitting here, and the first time it happened, um, let me see if I can help you guys see it. I'm going to click it on my, uh, my camera so that it doesn't jump to you. I need to see that. So at the top there, like, see that ring where the ceiling is? There's little bolts on there that hold that little cap on, right? Just the decorative cap so it doesn't look like it's just a hole in the ceiling, right? The little screws, the little bolts, the first time it happened, it's the whole thing that started off me being aware that there was a scorpion up there was a, a metallic ding that I heard. I thought one of those uh, caps on the screws had popped off and fallen on it. So I jumped up and turned off the fan. Um... So that because I thought that the ceiling fan might be about to fall down, right? And I, I turned it off so that it wouldn't, you know, create vibrations that might exacerbate the problem, right? Then I looked up and I saw the scorpion walking around on top. The time it happened a couple days ago, it happened I think on June fourth. It wasn't a little ding. It sounded like somebody chucked a hamster <laughs> at that metallic rim there. It was a much, much bigger scorpion, probably twice the size of the one that was in that video. And he did not stay on top. I immediately heard it. I looked up in a panic, started freaking out because I immediately knew what was happening. Uh, I jumped up and I, I looked like, okay, was that a scorpion, you know, uh, before I ran over to, to turn off the fan. And while I'm thinking, was that a scorpion? He ran off the side, uh, at probably at this side, because I didn't, I didn't even see him run off the side. All of a sudden, he's flying towards me, probably hit me. I didn't feel it. But the trajectory he was coming down and, and where I ended up finding him on the desk um, leads me to believe that it hit me and bounced off my shirt. Uh, it was the most terrifying experience <laughs> I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, so I, I realized afterward why it's happening. I have a window on the other side of these bookcases. So scorpions can fit in any crevice that's as thin of, as a credit card. They're kind of like an octopus in that way, where they can get anywhere that, you know, the parts of their bodies that can't bend and move can fit through, right? So they're coming in through the cracks in the window, and then because there's a bookcase there, they either choose to go down or up. So they're climbing up, getting onto the ceiling, <laughs> Climbing over to uh, right above where I'm sitting, <laughs> they climb over that and touch the center ring of uh, the ceiling fan because they're blind. Scorpions are blind. So uh, a lot of times when you find them, they're up against a wall because they walk until they hit a surface and then they redirect and walk around that surface. 
So when he hits the, the ring, he falls straight down onto the ceiling fan, which is what's been causing this. So going forward, I think I'm going to need to pull the – I'm going to need to take everything out of these two bookcases and just sort of double up on some of the other bookcases around here and pull those bookcases out and take some tape. Because I'm not using the window, obviously, but I'll just have to tape up and seal the whole window to make sure that they can't get through. And that's how I'm going to prevent this from happening in the future. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, I think I've eaten up enough time that we can start. Uh, why don't we talk about why we were almost a little bit late today? Let me just check how many people are watching. Okay, we got five people now, so we're we're good. Go ahead. What sound uh, does a scorpion make? What sound does it make? Is yeah, it, they don't make a sound. They make a ding when they hit the fan. That's the sound. Okay, because. Rabbits make one hell, hell of a oh, yeah. sound. No, it's I, a panic. When, uh, when, when it first happened, uh, I cut this out of the footage because we, we when, in the video that I put up in September, that the recording of that took like six hours or nine hours. It was a long time we were trying to deal with that problem, but I cut it down to like 17 minutes or so. But I was telling my wife while we were cowering in the corner how – wouldn't this be so much worse if if it made like a ding 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 noise when it was like walking around because it was on the inside of the of the well of the fan the basin? Uh, anyway, yeah, we we'll go ahead. All right. So the reason that that we might have had an issue was months prior. I ordered my tickets to go see a Rift Tracks tonight, the Summer Short Special. And I went to go see that. It lasted two hours, so really there was no delay at all. But I wanted to throw that, throw that to uh, AC just in case something happened. So I enjoyed the summer shorts. They're whenever they get like a out of MST3K star, uh, star to guest star, they never really have anything to say. So kind of hope they. Do you think that when they do Mystery Science Theater, um, that they have the riffs planned ahead of time? Uh, they do have a documentary as to what goes through the process. So they they watch the movies like multiple times. Yeah. So they're times already ready with their zingers. They're writing their zingers. They're throwing stuff back and forth. Yeah. Which is how kind of what Mike, how Mike got the position since he was the head writer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, moving forward from there, there's a couple things that I just want to make sure that we mention right now. So after the last podcast, which by the way, I have been really busy because um, I've got stuff I'm trying to get done before Anime Expo, which is coming up. So I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch the previous podcast and put in to the description what the uh, like what what exactly we talked about and whatnot. So um, if any of you guys um, who are starting let's say that you start uh watching these this podcast today and you missed uh last uh, the last one um if you guys watch that one and you like type up some notes as to what we talked about that that would like save me a lot of time if you just sent me a comment or something uh but uh um after the last podcast augie and i were talking and we thought it might be a good idea to uh to do sort of like a, an anime book club where we just pick a show to watch um, during the podcast, and then we talk about it uh, during the next podcast. So 
we didn't really announce this to you guys uh, because we, you know, the podcast had ended before we had come up with this idea. But we decided, uh, Augie and I, to sit down and watch um, Speed Graffer uh, the last two weeks. So uh, we're going to talk a, a little bit about that. And going forward to the next one, um, I'm trying to watch all of Black Butler because Funimation just put uh, the, the movie into theaters. And I'm going to try to do a first impressions video when I get to California uh, before Anime Expo. So I'm going to try to watch all of all of the existing portion of Black Butler, which I actually recently just picked up anyway, uh, so that I'll be prepared to to see that movie with all the knowledge of the, the, the lore and all the stuff that goes into the series because I'll have seen it, right? Um, but because of that, that's like a lot of anime to watch. That's a, that's a lot to get through. Um, so we've decided for this week we're going to be watching two movies. We're going to be watching Demon City Shinjuku, and Wicked City are going to be the two movies we're going to watch, just because I need something uh, a little bit shorter and easier to get through. Dude, my my computer with the chat already fell asleep. <laughs> I just changed it. I just changed it before the podcast. Last week, I had it set to one minute before the, the, the screensaver would go on. I just changed it to 25 minutes, and it still went out on me. Anyway, um... So yeah, so that those are the videos we're planning on uh, on watching, and I'll, I'll try to remind you guys towards the end because I know people are going to filter in and out throughout the whole stream. Uh, but that's that's just giving you a heads up on what we're doing. Uh, um, I wish to do uh, an anime, Austin. Yeah. Okay. I'm not familiar with Anime Midwest, but didn't they like get more coverage than SoccerCon this year? Say that again. Uh, when A&N was covering some cons, when Soccer Con was happening, wasn't Anime Midwest kind of overshadowing Soccer Con? I don't know. I, the only the only conventions I've been to, I can I can list all of them on one hand. Uh, I think I can list all of them on one hand. So I've been to Anime Expo for going on like 12 years now. I've been to Anime... I think Anime Los Angeles or Anime California. I can't remember which one it is, but I've been to that one one time. I've been to Saba Ten Con, which I did a video about. Well, actually, okay, I can do this on more than one hand. I did uh, WonderCon. I forgot about and Comic Con, and uh, I think that is everything. <laughs> All right, so I've been to I've been to five different conventions, uh, and then stuff that's not like geek culture related that I do for work that I've gone to, but and stuff like easier for me is our cons that I've been to. It's uh, Amicon, Comic-Con, mm -hmm. and AWA. <laughs> Wish to attend more, but kind of stuck where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, yeah you, so the, the conventions you go to for a lot of people are just the ones that uh, that are right in your area. Like I went to WonderCons in California. The only one I've gone to that wasn't in California was SabotaneCon. Let me put it that way. I, I, don't, I don't have to go through the whole list again. So, you know, I haven't been to any of the three anime conventions in Tennessee yet. Awesome. Um, sorry, I'm just reading the chat. So, uh, why don't we? What do you want to do? Do you want to? Do you want to go over Speed Graffer now while it's early, in case people haven't seen it? We'll we'll ruin it for fewer people, <laughs> and we're going to try not to give out too many major plot spoilers. But uh, um, do you want to go over that now? Or should we do the mailroom kind of like the stuff we picked up the last couple 
weeks. Uh, I think since uh, someone didn't get their mail, mail, uh, you're kind of overdue. All right. Okay, so let's go over. Why don't you go first? We'll just go over the stuff that we picked up first. I, I actually do have stuff I, I just got out of the mailbox today that I haven't even opened yet, but I'm already pretty sure about what they are. So Freshly baked. All right, so last week I mentioned that I got Piano the Library Edition. Well, this time I was able to get all three of the legitimate releases. So I now own it twice just because of OCD. <laughs> so up next is another one from ADD, Innocent Venus. With all mis misorganized. Yeah. That's how they shipped it. So all three in order now. Nice. Also from ADV. I finally got a Power Stone, the Sega Dreamcast gym, gym that's a party brawler. Also had a PSP release. Kind of wish that series would continue on, but I do not make these games. And I think Capcom's crazy some of the times. And I too finally got the first season of Black Butler, which showed okay. that, that a lot of females have bothered me about. Not really bothered, but suggested to me about, but no one's ever around to explain it except one person. I'm in a similar. So boat. there's someone. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat with uh, with Black Butler. I have, I know absolutely nothing about it. I, for a long time, I confused it with Darker Than Black, but I realize now, now that I own them, that they're definitely two different shows. Ooh. Well. Finally, this came out. I remember enjoying this on Tsunami. Uh, Dimension W. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Yep. Well, luckily, well, well, at, at a certain point with Tsunami, I stopped watching anime on TV altogether. I, I, it, that's where I made my rule to exclusively watch stuff that I own. You know, I just realized I haven't changed my settings. Whoops. Uh -oh. Sorry. Now it's using the Yeti. Can you still hear me? I can hear you a lot better. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Also, um, okay, um, so go ahead. Also, going from good to bad, good to questionably bad, the landmarks of CG animation box set. <laughs> Such wonderful classics as, as Alice. There's a certain someone I really hope isn't watching the stream right now. <laughs> Malice at Doll and Blue Remains. All right, let's let's not talk about those uh, too much because I, I've got something forthcoming that that is going to come out uh, regarding one of those. <laughs> well, Independence Day is soon, <laughs> and because someone's been twittering about it, I also finally got the <laughs> Avengers Punisher anime. Right, is that the last of yours? No, uh, there's three more, but it won't okay. take too long. Yeah, go ahead. From the ADV, ADV catalog listed on ANN, ANN, they listed something from Soft Cell. So it's not really ADV mm -hmm. per se for their main catalog. However, I got a re-release from Critical Mass called Magical Twilight. I wonder if mine's. 
soft Yours is the soft sales release. No, I don't think it is. It looks like it. No, it says critical mass on it. Oh. Okay. I have the same one you have. Did you show it? I turned away. Oh, I'll show it again. Yeah. Just to clarify, this is not explicit. Um, well, okay, the show is explicit. The, the DVD is not. Uh, I'm a little bit paranoid about this because when I did the... Uh, wait, click that off. When I did the, um, the grab bag giveaway videos, uh, I actually censor more than is actually necessary because from the distance you see it like your brain might tell you that you're seeing like something that's a little bit more explicit than it actually is so i'm just verbalizing right now that there's nothing explicit on that cover so that i don't get uh i don't have somebody flag me inappropriate uh, for inappropriate content um incorrectly anyway so you got you said you had one more uh technically two more two more okay, but it won't take long that's right. So as a as a bonus goodie for getting magical twilight, I also got yeah. black gates. Yeah. I hope that one's also uh, inexplicit. <laughs> and uh, just for just for Good. a previous conversation, me and you had in the background, and also released from this John guy, I finally got a top of night. Oh, dude, that is. That is such a great documentary. By the way, because you said that, I just remembered that I actually have more stuff. Because uh, I, I reorganized my collection just recently to consolidate things. And I just realized I have something else. But that is that is the best documentary that there is uh, on the uh, on otaku culture, for sure. Okay. So, uh, I also recently picked up Gogo uh, Anime which is a, another documentary. Um, the thing that Otaku Unite does that is different from all the other documentaries, it takes a lot of the cringe <laughs> out of being an anime fan. Um, a lot of the, uh, the documentaries that I would consider the most accurate are cringy as all hell because they cover Otaku culture and and the, the anime fan base that is just, uh, you know, cringeworthy is the only word I can come up with for it. So this one right here, Gogo -Go Anime, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I skimmed through it a little bit. Uh, and this thing is pretty cringy. Uh, it starts out with, like, the first almost 10 minutes. You can get that minutes. from the name? Say what? You can get that from the name? No, no, I, I watched, I put it in... Um, and, and okay, skimmed continue, through continue. it and just, just wanted to see, you know, what it was about. So I, I've seen a little bit of it, but um, this starts, the first, like, 10 minutes of it is uh, a bunch of, like, cheerleaders practicing a routine, a Sailor Moon dance routine they're going to do for um, for a masquerade contest. <laughs> so that'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyway, so you went through yours. I'm just going to go through these randomly to, to for the most part um, so there was that there's a couple other stuff that I got but uh, I'm not I've got enough here we can go through so I actually forgot that I pre-ordered this um, this is the speed racer blu-ray and uh, it says on the back that it has English and Japanese audio which apparently was a lie <laughs> from Funimation that's not true there is no Japanese audio on it so we don't we don't have mock go 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 yet. We only have Speed Racer, and then 
Um, I was talking to Augie the other day about a U.S. Manga Corps release called Tales of Seduction, which is something that everything about it screams that it should not have been released as a non-adult title, uh, but the actual anime itself isn't visually explicit. You know, they're not, they don't actually show like anything that would garner it getting an adult rating. Uh, and the anime, if you ever have a chance to pick it up from U.S. Manga Corps, called Tales of Seduction, it's from Eugen. Um, hilarious. There's a character in there in the English dub that talks just like uh, Zap Brannigan from Futurama. It's totally worth getting. But when I was talking to Augie about it, I couldn't remember the name and I, I was describing to him the situation on it and he's like, oh, you're talking about uh, Sprite Between Two Worlds, which was also released uh, on the U.S. Manga Corps line, which is like the non-explicit line, like we were just talking about Soft Cell. Soft Cell is the adult line of ADV, uh, and then Critical Mass is the adult line of Right Stuff. You know, they all have a different, you know, company, sub-company, that they release adult titles under. For instance, Media Blasters releases anime under Anime Works, and they release adult titles under Kitty Media, you know? So this one, again, was another one that was released through U.S. Manga Corps that's so not explicit. And uh, so I got that, and then I also got uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt because I had the Japanese Blu-ray release because uh, my friend Andrew, uh, who I did a History of the Anime Collector segment with um, where we uh, talked about how we first met and everything, he, after that sort of interview, he um, he really recommended this. Let me put it that way. And it, it hadn't come to America yet. And during last Anime Expo, uh, in the grab bag video, I got um, I got a grab bag from uh, J-List. And in that grab bag was a like a business card that had a coupon code on it. And I realized that if I put the video out and I didn't censor the coupon code, somebody was going to steal the coupon and get $5 off on something. And uh, at that point, I had already sunk a month and a half into censoring because I stupidly recorded that segment in 60 frames per second at a table where we're passing them around with a glass reflection. So every time the, the explicit contents passing over it, I have to blur both the reflection and the, <laughs> the DVD. And then it, at the end of it, at the end of the line, it would just sit in a pile that was an on frame in camera, the entire duration of the, I just pulled out my headphones, the entire duration of the uh, shot. So that was a huge pain. But anyway, uh, it, in order to use up that card, I bought Gundam Thunderbolt off of j -List. So I bought the, the English replacement because it just got released. Um, and I think that wasn't quite enough to get free shipping on right stuff. So I also got uh, Yawamushi Pedal um, Grand Road, which is, I guess, the OVA or the second TV series because uh, I already had the first uh, TV series. And then uh, Augie and I were talking about the Super Mario Brothers uh, anime. Man, this thing went to sleep again. Uh, and I, I picked up The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, which is much better than the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Thunderbolt was awesome. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Ramino was a pretty good real-life Super Mario. <laughs> um, Mario. But uh, somebody, the person who sold it to me, there's, there's not only is there sun damage on here, but like the plastic 
is just destroyed <laughs> all along the spine. It like cracked and stuff. They left it in the sun. So I'm probably, I got it for dirt cheap. So, um, but uh, I'm, in the future, if I ever see it again, where I can actually pick it up in a physical place, I'll probably get it. Anyway, so let me, let me go over. I've got, I've got two things here that I picked up from the mailbox. Uh, so I, I know what these are. Just I can just tell what they're going to be. So this one is going to be a thin pack. Uh, uh, one of these guys. I, I just bought three of these. So I, um, these are this is the DigiView. I talked about these a little bit in the last uh, podcast. Uh, this is the DigiView release of Kimba the White Lion, which they just refer to as Kimba the Lion. Uh, and then this one as well. Uh, but this is the um, East West DVD version. So this is going to be one of the, the volumes that I was previously missing. I, I'm guessing. Oh no. Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of it's it's one of those where they've got all this like chaff grenade ammo in it. <laughs> you know, it's gonna just make a huge mess. Wearing sweaters in the summer, the nerve of these people. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm trying to not get it everywhere. Every time I open one of those, that happens. Uh, yeah, so I was correct. It's Keep to the White Line Volume 2. This is actually a much sturdier case than these ones normally feel like. Well, I guess not. For some reason, it just feels heavier. Anyway, so this is the um, the Volume 2 from Digiview. So anyway, that's pretty uninteresting. This next one's going to be interesting. So Aki told me about this Tamagotchi toy. What a phallic shape they put on there that uh, was released with the DVD and it doesn't come with a box. It just comes like this. So um, I picked that up and if you can see, this one is shipped to me from Japan. So I bet you can kind of guess what this is. Yep. So I, I bought the Japanese release um, of it, and what my plan is is that I'm going to get a um, a special case that has like uh, more than one disc spot, and I'll just stick the American uh, release in there, and uh, then I'll I'll put this in my bookcase. So I'll just have the Japanese uh, release, but it has the English disc in there with the Japanese disc as well. But I also found this one. I don't know what this is. It says, it says version five, right above where my finger is. So I'm not sure what this is, but uh, uh, I haven't I haven't looked at these yet. You know, it could be a uh, um, Hong Kong bootleg that didn't have a case. I'll just have I'll have to pop it in and check it out. I don't know, but uh, so now I'm gonna have to find a case that has at least three disc slots. <laughs> but uh, that'll be doable. And then the last thing I want to share with you guys I picked up really recently uh, are the box sets of Moomin. Uh, these things are really hard to get a hold of now. I actually picked them up so I could talk about them in the video that I'm currently working on for the bootleg series. And uh, um, it, it's kind of a long story, but these aren't, they're not easy to get a hold of. This one is not easy to get a hold of anymore. But uh, 
yeah, so I just I'll, I'll talk about them another time. But yeah, that's that's what I got this week, uh, or I got recent in the last two weeks, and I hadn't already put in the bookcase. I also picked up Gosick. Um, actually, my sister-in-law's sister-in-law is a voice actor in that show. Um, she's working for Funimation right now. So um, anyway, but that's that's basically it for me. So I'm gonna catch up on the chat real quick. Your version of Sprite's a lot different than mine. Of Sprite? Well, a different cover art. Yeah, what's yours look like? Uh, a little bit more uh, saucy. Oh, you okay? That's on the back cover of mine. Okay, but on the back cover, mine's like this. Yeah, yeah. There I think go. yours is the later released version because they you know, um, sometimes they release two. US MD twenty four twenty five. What's yours say? Uh, USMD 2039. Okay, so you got a second printing. Yeah, which I guess makes so. Makes sense because there's like less artwork on mine. Uh, huh. Anyway, it was my headphone again. I keep I keep trying to brush off in my peripheral vision. I see the uh, the little chaff stuff from that uh, from that mail thing I just opened. So I keep trying to brush it off my chest, and I keep pulling out my headphones. All right, so let's see. Yeah, uh, Danny says, unfortunately, no weekly pickups for me. Have to shop monthly. Getting into manga again as well, so his balancing act at the moment. Expensive month with the uh, AOA Blu-ray boxes coming out soon. What does AOA stand for? I know that one. What? Why is that escaping me? Or, or anyway, um, Danny is in uh, South Africa, and he he and I have been discussing things behind the scenes. He said that there was like a a strike going on uh, in their postal service, and he's been like waiting on stuff for like years now or something. Anaplex of America. Oh, of course. I knew. It. I was thinking. Yeah, I don't usually see it written out that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay. Sorry, just reading up the chat. I, I, I'm going to reiterate, Thunderbolt did not suck. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm all cut up. Okay. So, okay, uh, so you guys want to, you guys want to Chat about Speedgrapher. Let me ask: Has any, how many of you guys have actually seen Speedgrapher? Any? Let me rephrase that: Is there anybody out there who has not seen Speedgrapher? In the chat. Someone's probably frustrated about the end of flights. So. Yeah. Initiating. So. I have it. Okay, so we've got one person who hasn't. Not yet. Two people. It's probably going to be everybody. Literally everybody's not seen it. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, gosh. All right. Well, can we talk about it without ruining it? I don't no. think it has it. Okay, let me change it then. Has anybody actually seen it besides Augie and I? Oh, plays. Plate, not plays. 
would y'all be interested if we talked about it next time? That way we can also cover the extra features. Uh, yeah, well, we can we can totally hold off on it. Um, do you want to at least whet their appetite as to what it's about? That's um, two title description. I that's best suited for this series is Cowboy Bebop meets uh, Eyes Wide Shut by Sam Cooper. Yeah. So basically, uh, whew, it was interesting. Um, I I talked to Augie about it a little bit behind the scenes. I'm not going to go into too much detail about this. But I know a little bit too much about what it's based on, about the, the whole Eyes Wide Shut thing that, that Kubrick did. Uh, and it's, it's bizarre. And it, I will say this. It is the raciest thing I've ever seen Funimation put out by a long shot. Now, I do know um, they also put, what is it called, Yamada's first time or whatever. But yeah. uh, I haven't seen that. I just know, I know the premise of it. I don't know how explicit that is. Um, only the last episode, I believe it was released as an OVA, was explicit. Other than that, it's a charming series. Yeah, well, I I, ex I imagined it was they were going to find a way to do it, as you said, in a charming way and not an explicit way. But this this show is explicit uh, in terms of like it's very graphic in a in a non explicit way. But like you're seeing things. Let me put it this way: we we've talked about this in the past about how there's something about anime where when nobody's in the room but you, it's completely tame, beautiful establishing or tracking shots, just incredible scenery, uh, perfectly wholesome, family-friendly stuff. And then as soon as somebody walks in the room, it's like the smuttiest thing you've ever seen. That's that's a, a very accurate way of describing Speed Raffer. There's a lot of stuff in there uh, that is well. If you've seen if you've seen Eyes Wide Shut, you know sort of what to expect. But it's it's a, it's like that. And the thing that was most jarring to me um, was the amount of in the in the English dub, just a crazy amount. Like not not um, what's his name, the guy who directed Pulp Fiction. What's that? Oh my gosh, you know what I'm talking about. Killed uh, Tarantino. Yeah, it's not Quentin Tarantino level uh, profanity, but for anime, especially anime released by Funimation, is a lot, a, a lot of it. A um, lot of F-bombs getting dropped. Uh, certain characters use it in almost every sentence they say, but it's just, it was a, it was a different, uh, it was a very, it was a very different anime experience that I've had. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to halt it there. We'll talk about it later, uh, just so that you guys have a chance to, to really watch it. Um, so, can I briefly describe one scene that might grab their interest? So there's a dentist. Unlike unlike your uh, Monogatari series released by Aniflex, with you see a brother just brush her sister's teeth, his sister's teeth. This dentist loves teeth so much that when he gets the fancy, instead of doing the shot to, to make your mouth numb. He took, he, he goes to one of these molars and you hear the drill go loud and loud the whole time as the scene intensifies. Mm. As he's carved, as he's sculpting something ever so slightly before he pulls this tooth out. So you're hearing the screams and bangs on the entrapping table. 
So after this long, not so long, but this brief scene, he pulls the tooth out. Tooth out and grants her a good day. He takes the tooth with him. Mm -hmm. And when he leaves the door and shuts it, the tooth still has roots and he sucks on the Oh God! Okay, so I I was gonna skip talking about this. That I I, t I actually forgot about this. I sort of blocked it from my mind. The okay. The premise of this story is that characters get supernatural powers, so to speak. Uh, and there's more to it than this, but I'm just gonna really simplify it. Based on what I can only call their sexual perversion. <laughs> so the guy he just described is a dentist who's like got like a fetish for for teeth and ripping out people's teeth and stuff so so his mutation comes from that desire other people have like one particular guy is really into women's legs so he has uh well actually i don't know if he actually got a uh like a an advanced form but he like that's just, like i said it's it's racy it's a racy show um, and uh, the main character gets an erection, not not even joking. In the first two episodes, this is a, like a big thing that they draw your attention to, but then it just kind of, they kind of bury it and pretend like it didn't happen. But he gets an erection from taking photographs of uh, violent scenes and whatnot. So anyway, it's the, the show's called Speed Grapher, as in speed photography, you know? Um, that's why it's called Speed Grapher. Uh, so that's at least what I got out of it. It took me... Till like episode 20 and then also got it, you know, speed grapher. Yep. Get it now the whole time. Every time the opening is playing. Oh, by the way, that's something we should mention. The English release doesn't have the, the original opening. Did you know that? I would figure as much cause it was like that weird time that they're getting first seasons of stuff, but mm -hmm. they couldn't get the second season of Kitty grade or triple X holic, holic, whatever you want to call that. What's the opening theme is actually the the opening theme is Girls on Film by Duran Duran. That's the original opening theme, and Funimation didn't get the rights to it, so they uh, they used um, they used like uh, an insert song from it. And it's actually kind of interesting because the the visuals that they chose to they actually changed the visuals in the opening. A lot of those visuals are not anywhere in the show. I don't know where they came from. You know, they're not in the original opening that I could see. Um, so I'm going to catch up on the chat real quick. Um, okay, so Danny says the Postal Service strike ended long ago, but the post office is far from recovered. Okay, he's using an intermediary uh, to courier to him. Uh, Lance says he doesn't mind spoilers. Yeah, y'all are trying nothing actually explicit. Speed guys are still on my watch list. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. You have to, uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Jabu JB says he has to view it with a G rating audience. Uh, I, 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 to to. <laughs> I totally understand that. Uh, you know, my, my son, I, I also have been watching Steins Gate, which I haven't finished yet, um, which, by the way, is also fantastic if you haven't seen it. Uh, and my son was watching Steins Gate with us, my wife and I, and he's four years old. And I knew in my gut from from sort of... Um, so the reason I'm watching Steins Gate is because Lou Talks Anime on Twitter, he's a friend of mine, um, he is watching it with his girlfriend, 
and he started talking about it and I mentioned oh I hadn't haven't gotten around to watching that yet and people are like oh you got to get it and stuff so I bought it started watching it and he's been posting uh, tweets about his girlfriend's response to certain scenes so he's I'm like I have to get ahead of where they are because they're spoiling it for me so I I, I had a certain uh, portion of it um, kind of uh, um, teased at me and literally the episode before it happened is what I'm like, you know what? I, I have this feeling. I don't think my son should keep watching this. So we got very fortunate with that one. Speed grapher. No way. I wouldn't, every time he would come into the room where we were watching it, it's like, you know, get the remote so, you know, kind of, kind of thing. Um, but uh, let's see. So you see what's it? Okay. Um, FDDNM says, uh, Dead Man Wonderland was the first Funimation series to drop the F-bomb uh, that he watched, unless we count Air Gear, but as he said, that was uh, originally dubbed by ADV. Okay, so this I was, I was trying to get to this comment. Uh, after that, he said, uh, that reminds me of Ichi the Killer's OVA. Have we seen that? Yes, I have. <laughs> AC uh, has. I haven't yet. Okay, hold on. Let me do own it, though. I need to grab this A B C D E F G. It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be over here. H, I. Okay, I'll, I'll grab it. Now, as he's talking, uh, I guess the better way to describe Speed Grapher is uh, one part, one part Cowboy Bebop, one part uh, Eyes Wide Shut, and another part Parasite. For a more accurate description. Um, I, I actually just watched Parasite 2 recently. Um, anime or live action movie? The anime. Okay. Uh, I, I don't two, know. To my I, knowledge, there's two live action movies. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. Like, I, I don't know if I would use that as a accurate description of... of You were talking about Speed Grapher, right? Right. Uh, well, the, how, they mute, how they mutate and come back. Sort of. Not really. Kind of, yeah. It's. I, I feel like there's a better way to describe it. Uh, kind of. I. I was thinking Giver, like the villains in Giver. Hey, let me Fair let enough. me put it this way. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the perfect thing. So you guys know who that anime snob is, right? He's like kind of notorious in the anime community. Um. If you know his social media handle, which is like Rory Con fan, some numbers or something like that. When I was looking up Speed Grapher, I saw that he had done a review on it. And the opening remarks he makes to the review are, they crystallize everything wrong with the series. He says, Speed Grapher, he says, I'm going to paraphrase here. He says something like, Speed Grapher is a great concept that had the unfortunate circumstances of being animated by Studio Gonzo. And I think that is a perfect way to describe it. And he described it as, mon you know, it, what it is, is it's, it's the monster of the week um, formula stretched out so he calls it monster of the month that's exactly what it is so um, in that regard that's what i mean it's like it's, it's very much like giver where the characters um mutate into these monster forms but they also have like a human form but uh going back to ichi the killer here's the ichi the killer anime this thing is garbage it is absolutely terrible and the reason why is because they kill kakihara in like the opening scene who's the best character in ichi the killer then there's also uh, Takashi Mikei's Ichi the Killer, which is probably the best Japanese live-action movie that's ever been made. Um, one, one of my top five 
all-time favorite movies. Uh, and then there's, whew, there's the prequel. <laughs> Ichi One. Oh my God, this is so bad. Oh my God, is it bad? It takes place, or it was filmed after the original Ichi the Killer as a prequel starring the same character who plays Ichi while he's in high school. And the guy is clearly like, he looks like he's 38. I mean, he is so old. <laughs> it's hilarious, though, how bad it is. Um, so I cannot recommend this film enough. I just got to let you know, though, this is my experience watching Ichi the Killer. This is uh, There's certain things that I do to describe different series that are not necessarily accurate in terms of they might not actually do these things. Um, for instance, when I describe Tenjo Tenge, I will say something like, Tenjo Tenge is a bizarre show where they'll have a flashback that takes place over... I mean, they have flashback arcs, entire arcs of the anime that are taking place in a flashback. So they have flashbacks that happen inside of flashbacks. You know, and then you get back to the main story, and you're like, oh, I totally forgot this is what we were doing, you know, because they just spent 10 episodes in this flashback, you know. It might not actually be true that they have flashbacks in a flashback. I'd have to actually sit down and watch it again. But the way that it's like Inception level coming back out of all these flashbacks, and we're like, oh, that's right. The main story takes place here, you know. So with Ichi the Killer, my, my way of describing it is that you know how let's say a horror movie or like slaughter type films are going to, they're like, let's say saw uh, you, they will have these things where um, they're going to show you something that makes you kind of cringe and you start covering your eyes, but then the camera cuts away to something else before they actually show it. What I describe with each of the killer is they're about to show you something really horrifying. You start covering your eyes, the camera cuts away and you're like, and then they'll cut back and show it to you. <laughs> that's what it feels like when you're watching. It might not actually be true. That's just that's just the way I describe it because that's the feeling it evokes. Ichi the Killer is horrifying. It is one of the most disgusting things you've ever seen. But when the credits start rolling, you're going to go, is there any more of this? Like, I'd like to see more of this somehow. You know, even though the whole time you're watching it, you're really uncomfortable. The soundtrack, if it, just go listen to the soundtrack alone and it will make you feel queasy, okay? Something about this is just horrifying, but you cannot look away. Anyway, that's, that's my little spiel on it. So let's see. Uh, Danny says, off topic, he just observed the three... Hanako OVAs being licensed in the U.S.? Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. Oh, well, Train with Hanako, this, I, I would give it another name, like the Master Roshi Experience. It's uh, it's an OVA about the first one, she's exercising. You watch her exercise. Okay. The next one, she's taking a bath. You're watching her take a bath. This okay. Is, and this is double the double or triple the length of the first one. And the last one, you watch her go to sleep, which for some reasons, like over an hour. This sounds uh, hilarious. I got to say this. And that's just about it. I'm interested in it, not because of what I just described, but with something like that, you can possibly, it's like raw material to make your own game or visual novel if you want it. Yeah, uh, what was Mr. Mosquito? 
that was that's that's like the what the the way that the the images on the back of Mr. Mosquito for PlayStation 2, like, oh, there's a level where the girl's in the bath. There's a level where she's sleeping. That's what it sounds like to me. That's exactly what I thought of. So I just want to address Cutie Honey 30 said, hello, have you seen Versus? Love that movie. Versus is awesome. That's one of, that's in my top five uh, favorite movies. I, I have not seen uh, Versus. Is this the three episode or three DVD? No, you're thinking, uh, of, you're thinking of the, the, it's a live action Virus. movie. Let me grab it. I've got it right here. Okay. Venus, beautiful. It's got to be right. That's it. That's right there. Not only have I seen verses, but Tak Sakaguchi is my favorite Japanese actor, uh, hands down. I have almost every movie. I think I, I'm a little bit behind right now, but I, I collect everything he's been in. Um, if you liked Versus, you have to see Battlefield Baseball and the sequel Dead Ball. You have to see it. It's hilarious, especially the uh, uh, the special features for Battlefield Baseball are some of the most hilarious things you'll ever watch. They have this scene. So the the premise of Battlefield Baseball is that he has he's a pitcher uh, on this team and he's got like this superhuman pitch and they do this thing where where he like goes to wind up and he he throws the ball and he's his hands like this and the ball is just spinning like rapidly in his hand before it launches out and they have a helicopter above him in the shot uh in order to get the effect where it's blowing down so the dust is like like you know it's all all getting dissipated and his hair is going crazy and he's talking about them filming that scene and he's like the helicopter blades were literally an inch from my head, but I'm a, you know, I'm a committed actor and I did it for the shot. Just amazing. And then they cut to the shot and it's like, it's like, you know, 15 feet ahead. It's so funny. You have to, he's, he has great comedic timing. You really have to check that out. Um, let me just get caught up here. There's a couple more coming in. People are talking about, they saw Ichi the killer on IFC. Yeah. And it scarred you. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Ichi's OVA was awful, period. I'm willing to believe the other mediums of it are much better. Dude, the reason that the live-action movie is so good is because um, Takashi Mikae follows Kakihara more than Ichi because he is a much more interesting character. Pardon me. Um, let's see. Am I excited about No Game, No Life movie? Uh, are you, <laughs> Augie? Uh, sadly, I do not like the series, so not really. Let me just say, I haven't, lost it yet. I haven't watched No Game, No Life yet. It's actually one of the next things that I have like on my watch list with my wife. But I do want to talk about that box set for a minute, if I can find it. Should be should be like right here. I think it's, I think it's yeah, it's right on the other side. I can't see it from here, but. Uh, now he's gone again. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the train with Hanako to come out because now I can retire this bootleg of it. Of what? That's not the uh, Hanako? Yeah, this is a bootleg of it. Gosh, I never would have. I never would have known about it. I'm glad you guys brought this up. I can't wait to see this. It sounds hilarious. So I want to get your thoughts on this. This is the uh, limited edition box set. Of no game, no life. First of all, I, I want I want to get opinions on a lot of things. 
Okay, you're saying you have Battlefield Baseball. You have to see. Okay, just real quick, Cutie Honey 30. You have to see Dead Ball, which is the sequel, but you have to watch the live-action Cromarty High School first. Okay, Takasakaguchi is also in that. I'm not going to tell you why. You have to see it first. That is an order. I'm just telling you. You will. You will. Uh, you will appreciate that I told you to do that. All right. Um, so here's here's the box. Right. Is it just me, or would it have been better for them to put this sideways and maybe a little tiny bit bigger? Am I the only one who thinks that? Yeah. It looks kind I, of awkward in my collection. Yeah, it looks. Normally, they want it in big left, bigger letters than that. Yeah. it's kind of. Hmm. Now, truth be told, whoever designed this probably tested that and they looked at it and said something's not right Nah, it doesn't look good and this was the better option that's something you always have to consider but i'm just saying i would have liked to have seen it that way uh, for myself it would have been nice uh because this looks a little bit weird now i want to ask you guys am i the only one who's royally pissed that sentai started out so strong with all of their limited editions that are like a throwback to the old you know, art boxes from the, from the, you know, original companies or not, I guess you could say the second generation companies because companies like, um, like us manga corpse, the closest thing they did to an art box was like the paper box, you know, but companies like Funimation, Bandai, ADV, all these companies that released those art boxes that you'd fill up with DVDs. This is a great throwback to that. They look awesome. I love having these in my collection. And then now they're releasing the Garfield box. Like we talked about, uh, uh, last, yeah. last podcast, which for those of you who weren't here, I'm referring to the Umaru Chan uh, box. That's um, yeah, Augie's gonna yep. Yeah, right up here. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna catch up on the chat real quick. Uh, so, so to answer the question about if I'm excited about the No Game No Life movie, um, I'm that's cool that they're making one, you know, that, that's going to come out. Uh, I, I'll, I'll definitely get it, but I haven't watched the series yet. So I can't, you know, really say anything beyond that. Uh, FDNM says it's all fan service uh, for the Hanako series. I don't know how they made that much content of it, but it's more of a simulator in anime, if you will. Uh, he says he's intrigued, which is why he feels obligated on them. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see that. For the, for, for the, uh, Japanese release, they had like the show on a media disc, then an SD card, so you can put it on your phone <laughs> to get a good, ex quote unquote, good experience on this. Um, most of the animations kind of looped with different ways you can look at the scene. Honestly, I think it's uh, an animations team, uh, well, animation test to show off what their company can do yeah um that sounds like an interesting concept uh okay let me bring something up real quick i really need to get caught up in the chat there's something i just backed on kickstarter um everyone I, i'm terrified at the prospect of missing out on backing an anime on kickstarter so there's something on kickstarter i'm going to tell you guys about it right now because they were behind on their um they haven't reached their goal yet I'm not I'm not endorsing the show. I back everything that's an anime on Kickstarter, no matter what it is, uh, because I want to have the Kickstarter exclusive stuff. So I'm not saying that I think this is going to be great, but it's called um, Zunda Horizon. 
apparently this is because of um, the earthquake in Japan. Uh, I briefly read up on it. It's like they created these characters that are like free to use as mascots for different companies or something. I don't know, but they released this thing and like the things that you can, the, the levels you can back are ridiculous. It goes $5, $50, $300, $500, $700 or $1,000. So they really get up there quickly. So one of the ones that I could have chosen um, says for $300 is the special animation data tier. Receive the in-between illustration data and more as data, approximately um, 14,000 files. Receive the original picture data for Zunda Horizon. Uh, these data are available if they do not use business. Uh, okay, here. You can make data of the machine learning. Okay, so this is like the Japanese, and then they like put it into translate, you know, and it's not, not going to make a lot of sense, but this is, I'm going to read it verbatim. You can make data of the machine learning and use it for the study of the animated cartoon and anyway... Enjoy it to see the contents of the animated cartoon and period. <laughs> Please get it at this opportunity because it is the data which are not shown usually. <laughs> so I don't know what it is, but that, that to me sounds like they're giving you the files used to generate the animation, which would be really cool to just pour through and look at. And that was, I was thinking with this Hinako thing, you were telling me it comes with an SD card so you could put it on your phone. It kind of sounds like something where they should release, they should do it with cell shaded full 3D and release that as a VR experience if it's just going to be a simulation. You know, just sit there and watch watch her do her routine um, for the Hinako uh, thing you guys were talking about. But anyway, I'm going to post this in the, uh, I'm going to post this in the chat here so you guys can check out the uh, Kickstarter thing if you want. Ah, oh, it wouldn't let me send it. What? Kickstarter's only two, but... It, won't let me, it didn't let me send it. Great ah. issue with was like uh, Under the Dog and... Uh, I forgot what the other title was. The only reason I say that is you have this prominent director who can get whatever resource he can, then he decides to kickstart it. Yeah, no, th th there is a bit of a shadiness behind it. What they should do for a series, okay, so let's let's talk about this. Look at what we have with Berserk right now. Now, I just want to clear this up. Well, first of all, let me get through these this chat real quick. Um, Death Trance is also good, by the way. Uh, Katie Honey 30. <laughs> uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Characters. Okay. So they're saying that the movie for No Game No Life is different. Um, Cutie Honey says, yeah, okay, I will regarding uh, watching Cromartie High School's live action movie before the, uh, the dead ball. <laughs> FTDNM says, I love the throwbacks, referring to the. Uh, Referring to the the box sets, I guess that that are like a throwback to the old style of doing things. Yeah, but yeah. my but my infinite Stratos two is AIDS fitting into my collection. <laughs> uh, yeah. So John Shane says I like their older limited edition designs because I don't really have room for the odd shaped ones. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like I want them when your collection is as big as mine. It is 
like paramount that they are the size of a standard DVD so they'll fit. Uh, otherwise, you can't, you know, I don't, I can't display them anywhere, and I, I want them alphabetically so I can get to them. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. Then again, looking back up here, when I have like a crappy day at work, open the door, door and just look at what I have. <laughs> kind of chuckle at the silly little thing just sitting up there, but yeah. Well, like I said in the first podcast, for me to enjoy this series again without damaging the her innards, I'm mm. probably going to have to get a standard edition anyway. So yeah. Well, the thing the thing that pisses me off just to go on on that tangent real quick. The thing that pisses me off the most is that Sentai releases the limited editions as the only version with the English dub. You know. So, um, for instance, Chunibio, I think, Beyond the Boundary, those are the ones I know of for sure that they did this with. But if you get the limited edition one, you get the English dub. If you don't, you're screwed. You don't get it, you know? So, um, that's, uh, people are, that's changed as of recently because I got uh, okay. the Chivalry show. So. Yeah. So, um, Cutie Honey 30 says, yes, Genion used... Uh, to have the best art boxes, Rosen Maiden is the best art box. Uh, Rosen Maiden art box is great. It's uh, it's got that felt cover to it. I'm I'm actually really um, impressed with how long that has held up because that seemed like something that would fall apart over time, but it's still pretty good. And my I'm I'm really careful with it, but it's still it's held up pretty well. Um, FDDM says uh, I am also scared about missing Kickstarter anime, um, and he wants to know if he's missed some in the the last few months. I'll go through the ones I've backed and, and let you know in a second. Um, Cutie Honey 30 says Sentai is getting lazy with art boxes. Um, I think so as well. Um, they're getting they're they're getting too ambitious. Like uh, just make a limited edition and the collector's edition, the one that is the oh this huge thing that's going to sit on my shelf uh, on the on the top like like Augie has. Make that that would that would be fine with me. And then leave leave these as the limited editions so that I can just collect these and have, have my, uh, have all these great shows. Like I really want to see Umaru Chan, but I'm, I'm conflicted right now about which version to get, you know, it's really annoying to me. Um, 300 minimum for the Blu-ray. Yeah. For, for Zunda horizon. You're yep. I know it's annoying. Um, uh, the best thing about you know, you know, I, I, uh, uh, so dude, now we got a further come. Okay. For the confirmation that okay. He says that he says that Beyond the Boundary does have the English in the standard edition. That's good to know. That's good to know. I I, I just knew about it in Chunibio, uh, and uh, I assume so. I'm, I'm glad to have that cleared up. Uh, so what were you saying? Um, yeah, he's confirming that the they're doing English dubs with the standard as well as the collect. Yeah. Collectors. Uh, one one announcement I that I pretty much enjoyed this week was since I announcing that they're finally releasing uh. The Flying Witch. Mm -hmm. So real quick, now that we're all caught up in the chat, I already forgot what I was going to talk about before that, but I want to say something. So you know how you've got uh, on the top of your bookcases in this sort of, that's hard to do, in this sort of area, you've got like the, uh, um, you've got the uh, like collector's version of, of art boxes and stuff. Before I started the Anime Collector channel, the way that I handled things, because uh, there was a time when I when I was between places to live and I had to keep my bookcases in storage, but I kept all my anime at the place I was at, just boxed up. Um, so before that happened, I used to keep figures at the top. So all along the top, I had uh, 
different figures. And I've got this really awesome figure of the Arcadia from Captain Harlock that lights up, and it's got like uh, like you. It's just it's a really sweet looking figure. So I used to have that stuff. That's the kind of stuff I like to have up there. I don't want to have DVD box sets up there, you know. But um, you're talking, as he pointed out, you were talking about the Berserk. Uh, reason I'll right. have figures up there is well, I don't collect figs. All right, let me let me get through this real quick. Two second season, how to dab. Okay, good to know. Um, Berserk. Yep, you got it. All right. So um, John Shane says he's taking advantage of the Sentai sale to pick up the limited edition of Heartthrob. I am also going to be uh, going through that sale real like after this podcast to uh, to see what I can get because those limited editions are killing me. Like that that my love story one's like two hundred bucks. That's ridiculous. You know, and I don't open the limited editions. The only one I've opened is um, Parasite because there's a problem. Okay, this is something you guys aren't going to get anywhere else. You got You got to get this. Um, I don't know what it is about Sentai. Uh, FDDNM thinks that it's shipping that's doing this. I think it's Sentai that's doing this. Their box sets right along here will come in with a rip underneath the shrink wrap often. Like, it happens often. I've had it happen three different times. Not maybe two different. I can't. I know if it's happened at least twice. It happened. I think it happened with Chunibio twice. Uh, I can't think of the, the third one, but I know it happened with Chunibio and Parasite. So the only one I've had opened is Parasite because I complained to write stuff and they sent me the art box uh, that it comes in as a replacement. So uh, I had to open it, unfortunately. Otherwise, I like to keep them um, sealed and find another way to watch them <laughs> just to keep them safe. Um, okay, so I'm going to get back to Berserk in just a minute. Premium magician. Yeah. Oh, and how annoying is those? How annoying is it that Funimation is releasing their limited editions where they they shrink wrap that extra little bonus thing in with it separate, like in a different sized box. How freaking annoying is that? <laughs> Make them the same size as the box. If you're going to do that. Um, it has to deal with production. I get it. It's annoying though. You know? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go over the things I've backed just to give you a, a heads up. So um, just so you know, there's two that I missed. I missed Little Witch Academia. That was a Kickstarter, uh, the original one. Um, I, I, I have these now, but I missed them during the Kickstarting phase. So I missed that one, and I also missed, um, what's that one called? The My My Miracle. But I also have that one. So I, I, I have them. I just wasn't part of the backing, so they're not going to be in the list. So I'm going to go through my, my list of things I backed on, on Kickstarter real quick. Um, and I think there was one on Indiegogo besides Skip Beat as well. So Mind Game, um, Mind Game Premium Edition Blu-ray plus DVD uh, is on Kickstarter right now. I think that it's past the uh, this phase where you back it, though. Just so you know, um, yeah, I think I think it's past that phase. Uh, Neko Para, I think that that didn't get uh, that didn't. Um, uh, I don't. I don't think that they got enough for that one. Is that the one? I might be thinking of another one. Uh, Mecha Ude. That's one that I backed. Kodomo no Jikan uh, is getting like a, an omnibus, uh, so I backed that. Skip Beat, which was originally started on uh, on Indiegogo, but they transferred it over. 
uh, Writing Bean High Octane Edition, uh, The Vision of Escaflone. Oh, okay, so Nekopara must either still be going on or it actually did get it, because I see down here, it was Chica Chica Idol is the one I was thinking of that didn't get um, back. It didn't It didn't make the proper amount to, to get funded. Uh, and... I feel like it was, oh, the, uh, man, I must have, must have backed that up. I have two Kickstarter accounts to make sure that I get, uh, the, um, all the, like, special features. So the ones I'm, I'm seeing are not on here. Oh, wait, show more pledges. That, that's why I'm not seeing it. There's a button here. <laughs> that's why. Okay. Um, so Santa Company. Okay. Implosions, Implosions Zero Day, Otaku No Video. Yeah, here they are, all are. Uh, Kulo Bokoro, uh, or, Ko, how is that pronounced? Kolu Bokoro which is the like sequel to Santa Company or whatever, um, which is another one. Santa Company is another one. And then um, I backed this, not realizing at the time that it was a, that it was a, um, a game. Uh, so I've got the uh, Clannad... Uh, visual novel. Visual novel, yeah. But I haven't opened it. Uh, so if you guys want to see somebody open it, my buddy Naughty Senpai on YouTube did an unboxing. Um, Clannad, okay, so... Uh, and then I got the Santa Company and that – I think I talked about it in the last video where it came with the – did I talk about that in the last one? Because we – Augie and I do these hangouts all the time, so I forget which ones are on the on the video and which ones are not. But um, i got to check these also too so that they know I actually got these things because I got her talking in a video. Got this one. <laughs> Sorry. There's a little checkbox. You tell them that you got the item. And then I also backed um, – Bubblegum Crisis. Anyway, so those are all of them. So about Berserk, I just want to... Uh, what I was trying to say before... Oh my god, the chat's getting out of hand again. Um, but uh, the thing about Berserk, what I was saying is, you know how, how we're seeing in Berserk the terrible animation? Um, just oh yeah, so the guys TV know, cast. Yeah, just, just to give you guys an explanation of what's going on. This is how I understand it. In Japan... When it comes to animating a show, this also happened with Dragon Ball Super. You know, all this stuff, it's like, this animation looks terrible. This is nothing like Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z had great animation, but back then it was actually done on a cell, not on a computer and all that. But that's beside the point. People are complaining about it, right? So what Japan is doing, the sort of business model that they're using for anime right now, is that they have to pay their employees hourly, right? So they, they have to pay the director's uh, and whatnot, a lot more money than the animators, right? Hourly. So what they do is they animate everything really like just lightning fast so that the director can get his vision in there. Uh, and then they don't have to pay the director anymore for that week's worth of, of getting the next episode out kind of thing. Um, and then when it comes to the Blu-ray release, you know, the like the, the physical media, they will... Um, reanimate everything because then they can afford to pay the low wages of the animators without having to pay also the director at the much higher rate. So that's that's their way of saving money in production by getting the shows out. Now it sucks for anybody who's just watching it on TV. It's, it is sort of an, a way to incentivize people to actually buy the physical medium, which is awesome for for people like uh, like us who want more people to be collecting the physical release because the more people who do, the more reason there is for 
for them to postpone the whole, you know, digital only releasing of things and no more physical media. And then us collectors will be out of a hobby kind of thing. But that's, that's why that's like that. So what I was going to say is, yes, Kickstarter is often used as just a way to just get free money for a project. It would be great if they did Kickstarters for anime that are currently airing, let's say, um, or that are about to start airing, so that they've got the budget that they already planned on funding for um, for the show. And then the Kickstarter money that comes in uh, would be money that they could pad to do things to take things a step further in the in the broadcast and then eventually even further in the blu-ray release would be would be great in my opinion what do you think what do you guys think about that i'm going to catch up on the chat while you're thinking about what i just said <laughs> i'm trying to respond to one i'll just verbally go about it or uh komodo no jikon if we can get delgaro chan elton lead when they cry uh, Aki Kan. Kuroma no Jikan sure. is the manga, by the way. It's not the anime that's coming here. No, that, that's fine. I'm, no, I'm I, trying I, to... I wish it was the anime. I'd love to have that. If we can get those over here, surely an, an anime getting over here is possible. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, first of all, Kuroma no Jikan is way worse than the ones you just described. <laughs> not even close. Uh, um, but... Uh, uh, if in Canada, you're definitely not going to get it. I'm just going to tell you that right now. For anybody who lives in Canada, that show's never going to come to you. Um, I've been clamoring for Ibichu. I want that to get released by Discotech so bad. Uh, let me see. Okay, so... Okay. Why not make Code Geese three spaces wide instead of wrapping it in with the set separately? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. Uh, Nekopara got over one million... Uh, Danny says he hopes Skip Beat will be released by Right Stuff. Okay, I do apologize. I was trying to type up a response. Mm -hmm. When you left, when you left the conversation, was it? Were you talking about uh, animation quality from Premiere to? Yeah, the TV to, version versus the Blu-ray release. Yeah. They do, in a nutshell, they just do that for speed. Yeah. Uh, I still don't think we're ever going to see everything just be full digital, even though Hollywood and the licensors would really love that. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny because you can't really do, you know, it's, I find this funny. If you make things full digital, piracy is only going to get worse, okay? Because as things are right now, you can, okay, CSS protection, I'm actually typing this up in my my. Um, bootleg script right now the, for that video. I'm talking about CSS protection, which is the the, the encryption that they use on um, on DVDs. That's a 40-bit um, algorithm that has been cracked for going on 20 years. I think it was cracked in it was introduced in 1996 and compromised in 1999. Okay, that thing is a joke. I don't know why they even bother doing it. In fact, most discotheque products don't even bother region locking or copy protecting their stuff. They don't even do it. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll get on to what Kodomo no Jikan is in a minute, Shane. Um, uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. FDDM. He says he's in Canada and he backed the Kickstarter. Good luck getting it. <laughs> it might get seized at customs. I'll get into it in a minute, but um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. What was I just saying? Um, 
encoding for yeah, so CSS protection is a joke. I'm just saying, but all, literally all anybody has to do in this digital age where we're being conditioned to watch things on, on your computer online with your smart TV, all you have to do, I mean, first of all, CSS protection is a joke. You can break through it in five minutes. Five minutes on Google is going to give you all the information you need. You just download a program and rip the thing. It's easy. Okay, or you just get VLC player and you can literally just pull, you can put the DVD in, go into uh, like the folder contents, pull the video files out and watch them on VLC. You don't even need the DVD. It's so easy to get through this. But if they make things full digital where there's no physical release, it's going to be so easy. Even if they put something in there to stop, um, to stop you from quote unquote pirating it by ripping the file out and stuff, you could just screen record when you're watching it. And then you've got exactly what you need and you could distribute it to anybody you want. It's really stupid. It's incredibly stupid what they're doing. But um, I, didn't, I didn't know I was doing this, but that's the only way I was able to watch Yamibo when, when I got its uh, aired release, all because of a boot up program. Was, yeah. Just didn't work. Mm. Now, also, if you look at Netflix, just like in previous po the previous episode of this, um, not everything is on digital. So yeah. you have to go back to a disc anyway. The one minor yeah. exception from this is Crunchyroll. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed with some titles that they have, like they have all of God Mars. Yeah. So to get to get to this uh, question from Shane, what the hell is Kodomaro Jikan? Okay, do you know what Jikan is in uh, in Japanese? There's there's it's it's maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I think Jikan has two meanings. It the the English title is a child's time. Okay, um, but Jikan is it Chikan or Jikan? That's the like the the term that they use uh, for when women are getting like molested on trains. I think I, it might be Chikan. You would think I would know, but I don't. Yeah, okay. It, Ironically, it is, it, I have a friend that okay, has so, so Chikan is not a, a play on words. But uh, it's a Kodomo no Chikan is a child's time. And it's a show about a young girl who is, um, I want to say between 10 to 14. And she is uh, trying to seduce uh like her teacher or something i don't i haven't seen it but i just i, I know i know what it's about and I, I backed the uh the manga because i know that's never that's never coming over here otherwise um but yeah it, it's 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 one of the shows that japan makes to to really push the boundaries of the line they can get on and it's 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 one of those things where they take a really taboo subject and they just sort of dance around it. You know what I mean? Like it's the best way I can describe it. It's like, uh, yeah, it already sounds bad. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how, that's what the show, the show is. So FDDNM, if you actually get that, uh, if it gets through customs, good, you know, just good luck on that. <laughs> one show yeah. that's, one show that's sort of heavy, but not really. I would love to see you get over here. It's Mitsudo Moe. I don't know that one. Aw. Uh, pretty much a story of three triplet sisters who don't have a mother but have a dad that looks like people off. They go to school. They get into mishaps with very Three's Company-esque or worse situations. And every time the dad visits the school, 
the local law enforcement stops him because he looks he looks like a bad man in the wrong place. <laughs> That's funny. Really hilarious. If they they would just release it over here, I know a lot of people would enjoy it. But, uh, for anybody, humor. for anybody who hasn't seen these things, um, this this seems like such a horrible subject to be joking about, uh, but it. People have this tendency to think that that when you make content like this, that you're endorsing what you're making fun of. But it's like, no, we're making fun of it. You know, you know, that's that's yeah. the thing. Um, so yeah, it, but it is it is the subject matter is so taboo. Um, there was oh, shoot, I just I just lost my train of thought. I was going to bring something up. Um, oh yeah, it, okay. Have you ever seen? Oh, oh cool. I've got <laughs> real quick in case cutie honey. 30 is still on here. I just realized Death Trance uh, was right next to me the whole time. Um, that's uh, that's Toxaka Gucci, by the way. Um, but right next to that, which is what I was going to grab, have you guys ever seen uh, Debutante Detective Corpse? I have. Actually, it should be right. Yeah. I rewatched uh, it recently, and it doesn't hold up. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, the animation is awful i can't believe how bad it was but um there's one of my favorite jokes in all of anime is in this it takes place in a uh an all-girls school and uh the girls show up and like the po they're like part of you know the, the detective corp right so there's there's uh all these um police come in when they are going to school for the for the first day right and it's ridiculous like one of them is on a motorcycle like crashes through the window into the thing on the motorcycle one of them comes down from a helicopter it's over the top and ridiculous as we always love it when anime is but um debutante detective corpse there's a scene where when the police all come in they one of the one of the like police guys puts his arm over the over like the school principal and he's like so uh must be nice working in an all-girls school and he's like well, i don't know what you're talking about i was like ah come on you know uh gotta be nice uh you know being around all these girls and he says something like well i guess especially during gym class and then as soon as he like like the guy's been coaxing him the whole time and as soon as he uh as soon as he sort of concedes like yeah has its perks right the, all of a sudden the cop goes arrest that pedophile that's <laughs> one of the funniest jokes i've ever seen in anime <laughs> Oh. I, I like this one. Um, what I like about it is the, like you pointed out, the high ego and calamity. However, it does have a bad case of look at me syndrome. Yeah. You normally find look at me syndrome in video game movie, anime movies, hmm. where the character will show up, does his pose or what he's known for, then just leave and just cut him out of the story altogether. <laughs> It is it a, is it based on a video game? Because I wouldn't doubt it, the way it is presented. I wouldn't you know? doubt it either, but I I'm not sure. Well, um, I just remember having fun watching this as well. Yeah, I love it. It's this definitely in the two thousands. In fact, my like on a on a similar note, my favorite Lupin movie is um, Farewell to Nostradamus. Because they have this little uh, girl character in it that refers to Lupin throughout the whole thing as Mr. Pedophile because um, she like he has like a doll uh, that has like a jewel, like he's smuggling the jewel in it, and she takes the doll from him like when he's like sleeping on a plane or something, and he's trying to get it back, and she she uh, 
it's just the, you have to see it. Like it sounds so awful, but you'd have to see it to understand why this is so funny. But she, uh, like, she clearly has the upper hand the whole way, and she she's um, playing to the strength of of. Uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, how there's sort of dirty tricks in politics uh, in America where, where you just call somebody a racist and it just like shuts down the whole conversation. Uh, she's using the fact that people don't want to be referred to, especially not loudly in an enclosed place like an airplane as a pedophile. So she's like using that and dangling it over. It's hilarious the way they, they handle it. Um, yeah. Shane says anime is so weird. Yep. That's why we love it. <laughs> that's why we love it. What gets me is usually the shows that people want to comment. It's weird. It's pretty tame. But uh, for those curious of uh, Farewell to Notre Dame, it's, it was one of the one of the movies released from Funimation in the final whole pack. Actually, Actually, it was originally released in. If I'm not mistaken, I first saw it in the final hall pack, but it was originally released as an individual DVD. Yeah. Like like this. So in case you guys want to check it out, it's actually, um, it's really good. That final hall pack is like so expensive. They're not going to be, I mean, you you're, you guys are collectors. You could get it. I'm just saying it's it's really expensive now. Um, that thing went out of print quickly. Oh, shoot. Just let, let Discotech take a, just give yeah, Discotech a few, few more years and it, they'll get everything released from them they'll get it. I, I really hope that they go back and dub because the, the new lupon series that's going to be airing on toonami pretty soon um they dubbed it and they've got the original uh voice actor cast from from i think the funimation version because they've got uh christopher uh, uh you mean to say uh, pioneer genion because funimation used krillin for lupon. no i'm talking about they're using christopher r sabat as um jigen oh okay yeah, Christopher R. Sabat is the guy who voiced Saiga in Speedgrapher. By the way, that was something I was going to mention about Speedgrapher, is that uh, it's a Gonzo show released by Funimation, and during the time when it came out, Funimation had like five people in their voice acting crew that were in everything that they did. Let me let me pull up. Let me just pull up Christopher R. Sabat. I'll, 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 I'm going to really illustrate this point. Go to AnimeNewsNetwork.com. I'll pull them up. If you own a lot of you can kind of tell this as well with a lot of Funimation properties where uh, you watch a show, then all of a sudden this voice comes back in the English dub as if they're looning to Looney Tunes in some of the roles or typecasting them in, into what well, they it's are. It's just bizarre. I, for a long time, like during like 2000, I want to say 2005 to maybe 2008, I just played this game, which one's Piccolo? Every time I picked up something from Funimation, <laughs> because he was in everything. I'm not even kidding, you oh, know. Yeah. Okay, so here's Christopher Sabat. I'm gonna read off the list of every character he plays in Dragon Ball. Let me see, Dragon Ball Z TV. Oh, that's his ADR director uh, credit. Okay, Dragon Ball TV. I'm gonna do Z though. Okay, Bubbles. That's the monkey that that King Kai uh, on King Kai's planet. Berger, um from the Ginyu Force. Grandpa Gohan, uh, in the flashback episode, which is the only time you see him, I think, in the uh, in the uh, in Dragon Ball Z, anyway. But um, Guru Jace, so he basically plays uh, practically the whole uh, Ginyu Force. Uh, Kami, King Vegeta, Corin, Mori, Mister Popo, Piccolo, Purunga, Raccoon, Shenron, Turtle, 
Vegeta, Yamcha, and Zarbon. Okay, that's just from from Dragon Ball Z. In Dragon Ball, he's army robot, bear salesman, blue uh, uh, blues captain from the blue team of uh, um, the Red, Red Ribbon Army, whatever. Um, he's the Bruce Lee lookalike, Booyan, Colonel Silver, construction worker. So these are just like random characters. Okay, uh, Booyan is the monster at Muscle Tower. I think what he's referring to as the the Red Ribbon Army robot. It's when uh, Krillin, Gohan, yeah, not Gohan, Krillin, Goku, and Bulma went under underwater into the secret base to get a Dragon Ball that you mm -hmm. get harassed by the alien-esque robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. What's his army army robot? It doesn't matter. But the, the point is that he's in everything uh, that Funimation did for a long time. And, and he's... He's got one of those voices that you can use in everything. The thing that I don't like, though, is that he uses he uses his piccolo voice, that deep, you know, gravelly <laughs> voice. He uses that way too much. The Vegeta voice is so much better, in my opinion. Um, but uh, if you watch, so we just watched Speed Graffer. Have you seen um, Salty Ray? I have not, but I do have. Watch it. that next. <laughs> Watch that next, because it's just a continuation of Speed Graffer. Just if you were blind, you wouldn't even know that it was a different show because all the voice actors are the same. <laughs> Would you like to talk about Speed Graffer, or we? You know, it's up to you. Um, I'm just going to catch up on uh, on some of the chat. Uh, thank the Hulu veterans who work there at Crunchyroll. Oh yeah. Uh, if you read uh, Crunchyroll's Glass Door, you keep. I kept reading comments of the people who used to work for Hulu just moved over to work for Crunchyroll. And good that's, way to do it. Yeah, good way to do it. Good networking. Mm -hmm. um, how they have their... I'm curious to know how they go about their contracts because whatever they have is pretty solid. Yeah. And if... I hate that Hulu's a husk as what it once was. However, we're kind of getting better releases of quality of some of the shows like Harlock and Karate Master. Yeah. Oh man, that Harlock one looks gorgeous. Have you guys seen oh, that? Yeah. Oh, oh my yes. god. So good. Okay, I have so no idea why they just took the wheel of whatever they had at Hulu and just dumped cigarette ashes all over it. Oh uh, okay, so for whatever reason Arcadia of My Youth, which was originally released by Animago. Well, okay, let me, let me grab it. I don't think that's an entirely correct statement. This is a VHS of Vengeance of the Space Pirate, which was released by Celebrity Just for Kids <laughs> Entertainment right here. So I don't want to say that it was... Uh, Anime Ego, but Anime Ego's DVD release um, doesn't have an English dub on it, and it's for some reason full frame instead of widescreen. And it looks like a. It, I don't want to say it looks like a VHS tram transfer. It's definitely better than that, but the quality is bad. Like it, just, it looks like an. Old, it's not bad. It looks like an old anime. Okay, and for me, I love watching anime that from a time period where it looked like that, I like watching it that way. That's how I like it. I like it with the film, the film grain hiccups where, you know, like the, the film kind of shifts a little bit every once in a while. Like it's just, it, it's clearly a transfer from the real. And I, I like that. I enjoy that. Uh, the Blu-ray release of this thing 
looks like it was animated today. It is so clean. I can't even believe it. I posted it on the uh, on the Anime Collector Facebook page. If you guys want to go check it out, should be in the description of uh, of all my videos, including this one. If you wanted to just grab that link and go there, um, but yeah, it is gorgeous. I can't believe how good it looks. Um, so FDDM says he's waiting for reprints of uh, Lupin everything. Yeah, dude, I I hope they dub season one. I hope they dub the rest of season two. I would love it. the The best dub of Lupin is the Genion dub. It's the hands down my favorite dub. I wish they would get those voice actors and do it. Which actually, they're using Lex Lang as Goyamon. And I think he was the genie on one. Hey, let me look it up. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> if, I understood, if I understood right, part four, they reunited the whole genie on cast to do it. I think uh, Oliver, Tony Oliver is the voice yep. of Lupin usually. Let me, let me just look it up. Lex Lang. So just so you know, Lex Lang is the English actor, voice actor for Kenshiro in Fist of the North Star. Um, so let's see which Lupin was he in. H I J K Last Exile Lucky Star Loop on the Third Part Two Yeah So He Was in the Genion Dub uh, He's Also in Mystery of Mamo Movie Which Was the Pioneer uh, Release And He's Yep So They Brought Him Back for the Loop on the Third TV um, Series That Came Out in 2015 So Yeah They're Bringing Him Back uh, So Let's Just Pull That Up And See Who's In It Because That's The One Reason The Blue Jacket Yes And uh, It's Amazing uh, How How Good Lupin Looks In All Those Different Colors. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, with this, I think they're just going to stick with the Japanese animated for part four, but they also added animated part four again in Italy with more appropriate uh, scenes and backgrounds, more truer to the culture. Okay. I'd like to see, I'd like to see both, personally. Um, so, FDDNM says... Uh, Tony Oliver was reprised in the new part. Yep, he is. Yeah. Oh, Richard Epcar. I was totally wrong. It's not Christopher Arcebot. Richard Epcar did is uh, back as Daisuke Jigen. No, that's probably the quicker way if they all worked at Bang Zoom like FDN might be. But okay, be I blind. cannot wait till this. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. I thought episode one aired last weekend. Oh, I have no. I'm I'm looking forward to the DVD release. I, I don't have TV oh, in my house. I oh, can't yeah, watch it on right. on me. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, so yes. Oh, thank God. Okay. This this gives me hope. Come on, Disco Tap, release part two with the the full show dubbed. I cannot wait to see that. I cried. I literally cried in that final volume of Lupin when uh, when it got to the end of the disc and it had that next time on Lupin the Third, but there were no more. <laughs> There were no more released when I was a kid. I cried at that point. Just like it hurt. It stung. You know, I wasn't bawling, but, you know, brought tears to my eyes how, how bitter that was that I finished my favorite show of all time and there wasn't any more to see with that amazing dub. Because I, I watch anime dubbed because of that dub. That dub, I love it so much that it, it's the reason I always give dubs a chance. Um, that and also the fact that I, I had to watch things dubbed when I was in college or else I couldn't have worked on uh, homework. I would have been too busy reading subtitles. Yeah, uh, so no. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I've noticed a trend if it's if it's broadcast on Toonami. Mm -hmm. If it's broadcasted on Toonami, it's finished its run. Typically, for some reason, 
unless if it has some sort of XYZ factor. You're going to have to wait two years or another year for it to get released. Because I remember waiting a while for Dimension W to be released over here for a physical copy. I think that the reason why is because when they contract out shows to television, um, well, let me put it this way. Um, when a movie's in theaters and it sells really well, it stays in theaters for a long time. And the DVD release takes forever to come out. You know, it just takes absolutely forever. If it doesn't sell well at all, they'll pull it from theaters and put it out on DVD right away. Okay? So what I think is happening with the Tsunami stuff is that they, they have a time frame where they're not allowed to release it because they need it to air on Tsunami and give Tsunami the chance to, to be where people have to go to see it, basically first you know and then there's like the rerun episodes and whatnot that are playing and then eventually it comes out on dvd but we'll see you know that might change because the game is changing the game is continuing to change and i think it's changing in our favor i think i feel like that's how things are going right now so i'm really optimistic about it we'll just have to see okay, fdm says part two is already getting re-released in dub right sounds like you are good to go. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. If it is, I'd really love that because I, I just, like I said, part two loop on it. Uh, you know, but it's it's the thing is, it's not just the characters' voice acting. The writing and the English dub is freaking hilarious. Uh, they did such a good job with those jokes. Um, anyway, enough enough loop on talk. I'll go on forever if we don't stop me. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, let's see one of, one of the lines I like from uh, part two dub. Uh, Jigen and Lupin fall into a, to a train cart full of chickens. Uh-huh. Lupin responds, ah, damn it. Jigen responds, hey, watch your language. Lupin responds, well, my mother always said I was good at foul language. Yeah. <laughs> I might have paraphrased that horribly, but you get yeah, what I'm saying. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's another one uh, where he says, uh, he, like, they're literally like about to die. Uh, they're like being held at this place or something. And he says uh, something like he just, I, he's got like a short attention span. So he says, I haven't been this bored since the last time I went to Disney world. <laughs> the way he says it is so freaking hilarious. Now, let's see. Then you have the outtakes. You have Zeni God and one of his clients. One of his clients has a very phallic head. Yeah. Zeni God responds, Oh shit. You have a dick for a head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Um, and, hey, you want me to throw the two uh, discotech articles on the chat so we can have that be a conversation? Uh, yeah, send it to me because I tried posting a link uh, to the uh, to the Kickstarter and it, it wouldn't go into the chat for the live chat. Send it to me on on the Hangout chat, the private right. chat. Um, these two are well, they're the ones right on a. Uh, Anime News Network. By the way, um, earlier I mentioned that I, I have been really busy with uh, with trying to get stuff handled before Anime Expo, so I haven't gone back and rewatched the uh, the previous podcast episode in order to type up where things are. If one of you guys does actually do that, take note of the time code. Uh, 
roughly where we start talking about things so that I can put that in. If, just if you do, if you do, I just want to make sure that that's mentioned because otherwise I'm still going to have to go through and sit through all three hours and find out, you know, uh, roughly where we really started talking about things to put in the time code. But we jump around a lot, so I don't know how easy this is going to be regardless. She links your so, way. Uh, okay, so you sent me the link about... Oh, right, we were talking about this. Yeah, the Kaiba TV anime. Yeah, the Kaiba TV, which now you don't have to go to Madman and import what they did, or whoever it is in, uh, yeah, in Australia. Australia. Then you got the Hells anime film. What is Hells? Made by, I'm not sure, really. I know it's animated yeah, by Madhouse. I'm the girl with the blue hair down in the picture you, for the link you just yeah, sent me. Yeah, they really need a better picture for that show if you want to do an article like that, but I'm not yeah. I'm not there oh, right yeah, now. so this is Hell's Angels. Uh, that's bizarre that they just call it Hell's in the, in the listing here. Well, wow, the uh, <laughs> the image for the manga is even worse. Yeah, looks like some, looks like uh, Heartless from Kingdom Hearts just kind of sewed together like, by Sally. It looks like Panty and Stocking meets, um, meets Tim Burton. Yeah. Or Kiko-chan, but whichever. Both of those are Gynax. All right, so... Yeah, when uh, FDDNM says he misread it as Kiba and got kind of excited, uh, he says he wanted to see Kaiba 2, but Kiba Part 2, uh, you know, like, is Im impossible to find. When when he told me about it, I, in my head, I know, you know what, you know how the, the font for Kiba looks on that release? Um, yeah. I, I was thinking of it as as Kaiba. Uh, I thought it was K-A-I-B-A, not uh, K-I-B-A on that one. So I, I, I felt the exact same way FDD and M when, when he first told me about it. And I'm like, I'd never actually heard of Kaiba. I looked at it and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> he says part one. He's, he, he changed what he said earlier to part one. He's missing part one. Luckily, I was able to get that like in the, the two-pack, the paper sleeve. Oh, nice. If I can dig that up, I was trying to show it to you the other night, but that, well, you know what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I thought I had it, but I didn't. Oh, you know, actually, we're, I should have brought this up earlier when we were going through all the stuff if I was that I got, but I was cleaning out the garage um, recently because it was like the th we had a three-day streak where, the, where it was not as hot, and we were cleaning at like 6 in the morning. But uh, I found my Invader Zim DVDs in the garage, which were released by Anime Works uh, or Media Blasters under the Anime Works title. Uh, obviously, they're not anime. I kind of want to put them in my collection just because of the Anime Works on them, though. But uh, yeah, I found those. So I was lucky the, enough to get the box. Or get the, the box uh, with the house. <laughs> the house and the evil uh, Gur. Yeah, you say you were lucky. And I bought them as they came out. That's why I didn't get that. I but special I, ordered mine. I'm glad I didn't get that because that thing seems like it would come apart. That giant house with the the roof on I it was like a three dimensional house, right? It wasn't just an art yeah. box. Yeah, yeah that like thing looked, that thing looks like it would fall apart. I would not have been able to to keep that safe. <laughs> I'm I'm lucky enough to still have it mint, but yeah, there's some there's some weak points on that. Yep. So, so now people are able to get the Galaxy Express 3.9 movies on Blu-ray. Which have already been out. I don't know why that... Oh, they're on Blu-ray. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, those have, those have been out for a while on DVD. 
could be wrong, but isn't there like two movies that they haven't released yet, aside from the, I've got they need to really, aside from what they need to release from uh, or rescue from S'more? But something's going on with that series because I had it confirmed that uh, the S'more release is different from what's on Crunchyroll at the moment. So, oh, really? I don't know who's doing what. This is the S'mores release. Uh, can't really. There we go. This is what he's talking about. S'mores Entertainment and Toei Animation. And then here's the uh, the Genial or the Genial, the Discotech uh, ones that they released. So it's uh, Galaxy Express three nine, uh, Adieu Galaxy Express three nine. And Galaxy Express 39 Eternal Fantasy. So here's a question. Leiji Matsumoto said that he was going to work on a series. That's supposed to combine all of them together. Yeah, so I don't think that's possible. He did that a little bit with Cosmo Warrior Zero, which is awesome. If you guys haven't seen it, you gotta check it out. Um but uh Gun Frontier, how is he going to get that in there? Because Gun Frontier is Captain Harlock, except that it's set in uh, the Wild West, which talk about oh, a great concept. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not on the Wild West planet. Is it? I thought I, knew, I have not seen it, but I thought it was on the Wild West planet. Okay, well, maybe if if they do something like that where he combines them all, I'm going to need to reorganize everything. I was actually just about to bring this up. Um, I want to get these chronologically in order the way you're supposed to watch them. Like if you were to like, not the way you're supposed to watch them, but if, if you wanted to watch the series chronologically, you know, maybe start with galaxy, um, express three, nine, maybe move into captain Harlock, throw in interstellar four or five, wherever that would go, you know, and just kind of get them all. I'd like to, I'd like to find out how that should be. Uh, and just to, I uh, just got a request on, on Facebook uh, from somebody who says he wants to talk about anime on one of his podcasts and wants me to join it. Uh, I'll get back to him later. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, wanna, I want to at some point figure out the way they, those should be organized um, and then I'll just put them under L, I guess, for Leiji, you know? And that's going to be interesting because you have Yamato, which that had to end because one of the two went to jail. Then you have Captain Harlock, then expand from Harlock to to uh, Esmeraldus. Queen, yeah, Queen, Queen, Queen Emeraldus. Yeah, that's one of. There's only like three anime that have been licensed in America that start with a Q. Uh, let me let me get through this real quick. Uh, the the chat I just want to catch up. So that mecha guy asks thoughts on the Gurren Logan complete Blu-ray collection coming soon. I don't care. That has been released so many times, personally. I don't care. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, FDDM says his part went out of print. I think he's talking about uh, Kiba. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I believe he's talking about Galaxy Express. Oh, no, no. Go, yeah, Galaxy. yeah, I see it. Yeah, he, he, uh, from S'mores Entertainment, I believe so. Yeah, and they um, were supposed to release part two, but I think it got canceled, by the way. S'mores was. A lot of negative feedback was given to them. <laughs> 
Well, I have an open mind, so I don't know. I haven't checked it out. Were they the same people who released Bobo Bo? Yep. I think they were. They were. Yeah. Anyway, so Gurren Lagann's set is awesome and, uh, and offensive for people who bought all five individual part. Uh, yeah, he wants he's uh, FDDM says he wants that seven hundred dollar limited set. Um, oh, FDDM says he literally tried to make a cr uh, chronology map uh, for the Leiji Matsumoto universe in Illustrator. Uh, nice. I'd like to see that actually. Um, so regarding Gurren Lagann, these are the two versions of it I have. So let me just explain real quick. Except on the rarest of occasions, when it comes to collecting for me, I want to get the original release. Okay? If things keep getting re-released, Lupin, I'm going to buy everything that gets released of Lupin. No exceptions. It's my favorite show. I want to continue to show support with my dollars that that, that show needs more and more releases, that they'll keep doing stuff. Okay? I'm going to get everything with Lupin. But with Gurren Logan. I've got this set, which, by the way, this set is one of the ones that was hit by the one-to-one -one bootleggers I'll be talking about in my series. Uh, this is one of the few Bandai series that were released in the, the Anime Legends line in a 14-millimeter um, case instead of a 28-millimeter case. Uh, the other ones I can think of off the top of my head were Sola, um, Lucky Star, the Cowboy Bebop one, has been hit by the one-to-one -one bootleggers, but there actually was a legitimate release uh, that was released in that 14-millimeter set. Um, what's that other one? Uh, K-Own. K-Own is also that way. Uh, so just, just off the top of my head. Um, but here's the other thing I got. I got this one, and I'm satisfied with my Gurren Logan collection. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm done. I'm done co collecting Gurren Logan. I actually think the show is pretty overrated. Well, let me rephrase that. There's like a five-episode chunk towards the the end of the middle where I'm so freaking bored that I actually watched it and I marathoned it up to that point. Started to get bored, took a break uh, to like get, grab something to eat. Didn't come back to watching it. Years went by. I just finished watching it this year. Maybe last year. Maybe the end of last year. I don't remember. But I, I really just recently just finished watching it. And... Uh, it did pick up again, and I enjoyed the ending, but I think the show is a little bit overrated, personally. So, so my thoughts as to Gurren Lagann, I, Gurren Lagann, whatever, uh, overrated, however, with the people that I was around that kind of rubbed it in my face as if I'm supposed to like it, but it's a stamp. It's an okay show. Uh, if I was to get the get this re-release, I would need to know if it includes the shorts or not because I have the complete series as you pointed out but I do not have the movies or the shorts that are with the show if I get it confirmed that it has the shorts with the show I might get that but yeah. other than that, that's the cheapest that's the, that they have been with this show I just realized that I'm wearing my Gal my uh, Interstellar four five shirt today for the yep. Beatles Abbey Road. Yeah, we were go. just talking about. Um, so, Shane says um, I only own one anime that starts with Q. I never realized that until just now. Let me guess: is it Quasar No Stigma or whatever that show is called? Quasar No of, Stigma. Yeah, that's one of the ones that. Uh, okay, so there's I can read them off from here. 
There, okay, Queen's Blade. That's the other one. That might be the one he has. So there's Queen's Blade. Um, how do you pronounce it? Quasar. Quasar. Quasar no Stigma, or Second no Quasar is the Japanese title. Queen's Blade, Queen Amaralis, and then there's an adult title called Queen and Slave, which is terrible, by the way. I also have that. I want to, I, as, I, as I've told you guys in the past, I go through these stints with collecting. Oh, cool. You do have Queen, uh, Queen Amaralis. Um, I go through these stints with collecting where I get an idea in my head and I just go for it. So uh, at one time I just decided, you know what? The only the only sports anime I have is Hajime no Ippo and Joe versus Joe, which is part of the Ashitano Joe uh, series. Um, and those are both boxing. So let's go get some things that are not boxing. So I went out and I got things like um, what's the football one? Ice Shield Twenty One and I tennis. You know, I, I got a bunch of stuff, right? So at one point I'm like, uh, I I was looking through the uh, Anime News Network has a way you can view things by what's been licensed, and I I noticed that there wasn't anything. There weren't a lot of things under Q, so I just bought everything. So I could say I have everything that's been released that starts with a Q. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a couple things like that that I've done where um, I just get something in my head and I'm like, okay, let's go for that, you know, and I'll just focus on that for a while. Um, so that was that's an example of one of those. For me, when it comes to collecting, I want I wanted to get the get a show in its full entirety, if possible, while looking at the the licensor who releases it and kind of mm -hmm. checked off the catalog. Yeah. It's killing me right now is uh, Nadesta. They oh, had really? another OVA release, so now I have to go get the pretty awesome Nozumi box eventually. All because of one episode. Disco Trek, Disco, yeah. Disco Tech Eastern Stars is doing this as well with some of their other releases. Like with uh, DNA Squared. Uh, yeah. Boys Over Flowers, whatever the original title of that was, and some others, like uh, probably Canada. Um, DNA Squared, I actually got... Just like Dragon... Uh, what is it called? Dragon Kings? Legend of the Dragon Kings? I actually have uh, an unopened... I got it at Book Off for 12 bucks. Uh, I've got all of... DNA squared still sealed without a uh, saw cut in it. So very fortunate about that, but again, it's like I can't open it now. <laughs> You're only missing the OVAs. Oh, is there, are there OVAs to it as well? There are OVAs. This is, this is one of the shows. Um, this is one of the shows uh, that, yeah, for, well, it's, I was going to say that um, U.S. Manga Corps, like when I was collecting it, that was one of the last things I got. I didn't. I, I thought that I had the whole thing, so I guess that not having the OVAs means I'm missing uh, part of that series still. I got to change my settings on this computer again because this is just getting ridiculous. How often I'm uh, having to. <laughs> Let's go to. Oh come on, comrade! Don't be ridiculous. Uh, looking as you're doing that, looking at the the chat. Um, Joe versus Joe. I guess I'm going to put that. Yeah, I have seen it. I was I was going to bring that up. I was waiting for for you to finish talking. Yes, I have seen uh, that. Iki Tosin or Dragon Destiny, however you want to call that one. Uh, yeah, I do. That's another That's, title they gave. Huh. Okay, I really like that manga. Uh, I agree. I, I, it is kind of complicated, but just as complicated as like I would think Shauna, but uh, yeah. 
Hopefully all that's released, and it's made by the same person who made uh, Indie Geist. So, hey, let's see. Yeah, that Mecha guy has the same same idea you have, AC, or a similar one. He's asking if, if it's top um, infringed to make your own chipboard, chipboard box it, or Bailey box. It depends on if you're selling them. I, I actually plan on uh, doing that to help fund the channel. And in fact, if you're if you're you know talented at it, maybe I'll uh, license out your designs, and uh, and make them something that we that we move forward on. So keep in touch for sure. But that's something that I've been planning to do um, as well. Uh, in terms you, of, I think you meant to say how you sell them. But yeah, it's right. well. He says, would making my own chipboard boxes for my anime collection be considered copyright infringement? If it's oh, for if your it's for anime personal use, for personal yours. use, do whatever the hell you want. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, if you're going to sell them, if you were doing it that way, then yes, it, you'd have to be careful about how you do that to legally protect yourself. Okay. Um, there are easy ways, I think, to get around that. Something that I would have to do if I was, when I was, would get into that sort of thing. But, uh, but yeah, it's something where, because you're using characters that are licensed, that aren't licensed out to you. So, um, and you're using, titles and stuff that are trademark yeah so yes it would be if you're going to sell it but if it's just for your own personal collection then do whatever the heck you want nobody's gonna they're not gonna bust down the door as soon as you start printing them and uh, arrest you for it you know i think the only only one place that gets away with it far often than usual is like the goodwill store yeah but, but that's yeah well that's something else yeah well, that's a non-profit yeah, if it's just for your if it's just for your personal collection, you can do whatever the heck you want. They're not gonna, you know, it's just like the artist alley at uh, at Anime Expo, you know, or at any convention, you know. They're technically, well, I mean, some of them do their original their own original characters, but it's mostly fan art, and they're selling fan art of characters they don't own. You know, it's not technically, uh, you know, that is technically copyright infringement. It's not technically legal for them to do that entirely, but. Uh, you know, I think a lot of companies sort of turn a blind eye to that in the sense that it is um, promotion. It helps promote their series and stuff because people see this awesome artwork and like, oh, what show is that? Oh, I got to check that out. You know, so it helps them. Um, if you were doing like mass quantities, that's yeah. Palatable. If you were cutting into their sales, like it, like for instance, I actually just picked this up the other day. Oh, that makes that reminds you. This is something else I got for for. I guess a good example of this is we were talking last week, or not last week, but the week prior, the last episode, where we talked about um, uh, uh, Gossaraki. Actually, I've got, you can see speed graphers right in front of it, but how I had two different complete collections of it, one with the official art box and one with the Paul's Champagne art box. And we started talking about Paul's Champagne. This is something else I got. This is actually a really funny story about this. I want to go over it real quick. Um, but... Uh, but this is the official art box that they contracted Paul Champagne to do for Bubblegum Crisis. Okay? And what's really funny is this popped up on eBay. So I put in a bid at the, at the starting bid. And uh, I also bought all six volumes of the series because they were just selling the box without uh, the series. Then, right before the bid ended... Um, Somebody started bidding on it, and I tried to up my bid and accidentally put in a hundred, <laughs> and that bid didn't exceed their bid, so it drove their bid up to a hundred dollars. 
and I'm like, uh, okay. I'm just going to wait. I don't want to pay 100 bucks just for the box. Then the listing ended. I didn't win it. And then a couple days later, it got listed again at the original price, and I got it for the, the original price, uh, which is like 20 bucks. So, uh, Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, so what ended up happening is I think, well, actually, it got relisted again with a starting bid at 20 bucks or buy it now at $100. So what I think was going on is that the person who originally listed it was trying to gauge a good price range, and they bid on it with another account in order to get it up really high. Um, like, they probably bid, like, 5,000 and then whatever the number got up to they're like, okay, I'm gonna start the buy it now at this price kind of I think that's what they were doing um, But uh, I could be wrong, but I ended up getting it for the original <laughs> price of 20 bucks. So uh, now I've got I've got that too, but I Want to get back to Joe versus Joe real quick. He says uh, Shane said that Joe versus Joe is his favorite OVA um, I think uh, oh cool FDM just sent me the the uh, he just sent me the uh, illustrator file of uh, the Leiji Matsumoto series. Um, so uh, Joe versus Joe, I think, is a great OVA, but I don't think that it's better. It, it's it's worth seeing. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's better than Hajime no Ipa, though, personally, or Fighting Spirit for the English uh, title. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think about that. I do think Champion Joe is amazing. If you guys have seen that, that's that was released by Tai Seng. Let me let me grab it. Let me find it. Hold on, I got got it right here, comrade. So Champion Joe, as he pulls it out, of they have I have not seen it, but I know enough about it. it looks like it's between the final fight between Joe and the. Oh, wait, this looks like a first season conclusion. All right, AC, <laughs> I haven't seen it. This looks like the first season conclusion. Um, yeah, it's great. I think it's a movie, actually. Well, Or they edited into a movie. Yeah. I was like, they were trying to release this over here as uh, Rocky Joe, then realized, oh, it ends yeah. this way, then kind of stopped. <laughs> well, because it ends... Well, it doesn't end. Hang on. Well, let's just say I remember yeah. the ending. Yeah. The ending's great, by the way. I it's think a, if you it go has onto TMS's site, like the licensor site, they have it under another name. Let me pull that up for you, AC. Uh, FDDNM, don't worry about it being a, a PNG. I thought it was a, a much bigger document. You got it all, like, sort of handled in, like, a little tiny uh, thing. So don't, don't worry about that. Um, I, I'm still trying to make heads or tails of however this is even this makes no sense to me. <laughs> I'll have to look at it more closely. We can we can talk later. Um, but uh, um, so that's Champion Joe. And just to just to explain, this is uh, Joe versus Joe, which is which takes place in the in the Ashitano Joe universe. So actually, this is how it's supposed to go. I'll send collection one, collection two. I'll send this to you, but on the on TMS that dash e dot co dot jp slash english slash film slash sp they have uh, tomorrow's joe listed as the champion uh well send me that link i shall i shall oh, by the way i just noticed you sent me two links to anime news yes yes i was going to mention oh, here, check uh, that other one 
Shane says uh, he dropped Hajime no Ippo 20 episodes in, uh, but he loves Champion Joe. Pick it back up. Um, check out the rest of it. It's really, really good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, so you're sending me that thing about Project Echo. Uh, yes, yes. Released. Wasn't there a problem with the source, though? Wasn't the source destroyed? It, it beats me, knowing Discotech. They can revive they can probably revive it to the best of their ability. You know um, what? They they have they have pulled out some magic in the past. Oh, whoa! Yeah, like Doro. Hold on. What's going on with this thing you just sent me from TMS Entertainment? Oh yeah. Um, normally, if you have okay, we have the licensors that we know of, like Discotech, mm -hmm. ADB. Right. What I sent you is uh, you have the apparent company. Yeah. And they have a licensing division. Yeah. You can see this like with Indico Films or whatnot. Yeah. So TMS. Yeah, so this TMS is, was the one that yeah. Imagination. Yes, that's also uh, that's also listed on their site for yeah. possible licensing. So TMS yeah. had the license for Karate Master, and that's yep. how Discotech got it. Okay. Yep. Hey, Ooh. hey, they were able to work Lupin Magic from this site. If somehow I can post the, let me try posting this website. Maybe I'm not going to get banned. Yeah, go ahead and try. Go ahead and try. Well, Luke, let me let me Luke, try because any web address. Ugh. Is there any way that you can like I, share this screen? Didn't I post something there right before? I could have sworn I I, I could share the screen. Uh, do you want to share the screen because you're going to be uh, talking? You can you can share a screen in the um, yeah, sure yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. Let me know if you see too much, even though there's nothing really there. What do I click again? Sorry guys, I'm a little new to this. Settings. Settings. No, no, three no, dots. It's not the settings. I think. Down. Okay, so go down to the to the little. See at the bottom how there's the two. Um, there's like your face and my face. Click yes. the little arrow on yours okay. and, and set. Oh wait. Remember, you're controlling the cat. You're controlling the master. Yeah. I don't remember how to do this. Hold on. Maybe maybe it's uh. How do we do? Oh here. Uh, at the top, at the top left, on on well, I don't know because you, I'm in the master hangout, so the the tools are different. Um, on mine, at the very top left, there's a there's a screen share um, button. It's green and it has a it's a green. I see it. Monitor now. that has an arrow. Do you see it? Yes. This okay. is almost as complex yeah. as my uh, Voltron collection. So, so up here's there, here's the problem. I need you to I need you to be careful with this. When you click that, set it to share an application window and don't share the Hangout because if people, I mean, it doesn't matter, but if we set out that link, then anybody can just join the call. <laughs> okay. I'm going to click on what I want. So maybe I open a different what I want. Okay, well, There you go. You got it. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Okay. So, all right. What I'm looking at, can you see it? Okay, what I'm looking at is the TMS Entertainment site. You have a you have a like right here. Mm -hmm. This is potential potential titles that they can possibly grab to either license or relicense. Oh man, if they get Hamtaro and Discotech releases the rest of that, that'd be awesome. Oh yes, get. I hope they do. And case closed. That. Yes, and dub, dub that with the original voice actors, please. Ooh, let's hope the voice actors can live. Let's hope that the voice actors can live through this. If they can just release season one, which is dubbed, and season two with both movies, I would be happy. So season one, two, three, four, and like five movies or six movies have, have been released so far, haven't they? 
Okay, you know more about me. Uh, no, Viz. Viz had it. No, I, okay. I got it right. I'm looking right at it. Funimation. Hold on. Name the title. I'm thinking Hamtaro. No, I'm talking about Case Closed. Yes, Sorry, you are correct. I was series. referring to okay. Hamtaro. Yeah, because they right. only have six volumes of Hamtaro. Fun and excitement to the world. Okay. So here's here's the quote-unquote rarest at the moment for Region 1. Um, so get, tell me in the comments which ones that they want me to view, view through as we go through it, because I'm going <laughs> to default to sports. Meet the boneheads. Meet the boneheads. Uh, uh, anything in the comments so far? Famous children's novels. I'd like. I'd like to see that one. But we can start okay. with sports well, if you want. All right. So. Children's oh, okay. Novels. So they've they've had Little Nemo. Little Nemo. Hey. If they re-release Remy, that's going to make the one that I'm looking for probably pop up on eBay for two thousand bucks. Oof. Which I will this, get. <laughs> maybe you can confirm me, confirm this to me. Did the feature, is that part of the release that they were trying to get over here, or is it just? I don't TV? know. I, maybe the feature is actually just uh, like a, a cut of the show. I don't know. Maybe Shane knows. The Pasamid, or is it Pasamid? I have no idea. I never heard of that. That looks really weird. The Secret of Cerulean Sand. Sherlock, Sherlock Hound, they got they re, that's Discotech's releasing that so. Shoot, I would dig, I would dig into a Treasure Island anime that anime series. Oh, I have the I one it. from Discotech. That's a movie that's really good. That animated. reminds me. That reminds me of something else I got to grab that I did pick up recently. Uh, you have the master control, so. Do you want to show that or go through the site? I don't remember if I talked about this uh, last week. Click off you. Okay. Let, Did I talk about this last week or last I, time? I, I don't know. I'm share, What I'm sharing is what I'm seeing. I only have one monitor. Okay. But you – oh, right. Okay. So I, I see what you're saying. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the mysterious cities of gold. I don't remember if I talked about this. No, you week. have not. We could, yeah. I would so, remember that. Well, we talked about it, but well, I don't know if it was on the podcast. It. Yeah. So, so anyway, oh. I this is a uh, something else I picked up recently. Just is the camera on your side, or is it still it is. on me? Okay. okay. Anyway, I'm going to go back to you. Carry on. Oh, uh, Sorry, Treasure Island just made me it triggered my memory about it. Through. You can pretty much you can click on title, go through what stories there, related titles with it. I want to I want to cut in here real quick with a question from the chat. That mecha guy says, "Is purchasing anime from Aniplex considered more supportive of the industry as opposed to purchasing anime from Funimation, Sentai, etc.?" Uh, it depends on what industry you're trying to support. <laughs> trick question because yeah. with with Funimation and uh, if and it were Sen me and Sentai, they buy it through a contract. So right. whatever money they they're going to make, unless detailed otherwise, they already made that money. So it's the licensor that risks more of the 
yeah. did we make our money back or not? Now, I'm, if it's early printing, that's yeah. a different. If it were me, I'm just going to say, I'd much rather you support Funimation, Sentai, etc., over Anaplex because Anaplex doesn't deserve the money they're asking for their sets. <laughs> I want you, like, if it's me, I want them to be punished for even thinking that that's acceptable <laughs> so that they stop charging so much. Uh, and then you can start buying once we modify their their behavior by hurting them financially. <laughs> that's my opinion. Anyway, so go ahead about the sports stuff. So, okay, um, so it's aim for the best. The aim for the best is uh, you. What's the name for the the, the Japanese uh, release? Is that the uh, uh, the original Japanese release name? To my knowledge, is Attacker You. Okay, what's the other one that uh, the one Kitty's always talking about in the group that she? Oh, rugby. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a different one. That so you have Attacker You. The rugby one, all out, which aired pretty recently. You have uh, Ace Ace No Soar. So what? what is, I gotta look this up. This is driving me nuts. Um, yeah, Tomorrow's Joe <laughs> is renamed as. Is the one I'm thinking of. Say that one more time. I think it's called Aim for the Ace. Aim for the Ace. Oh, uh, it's in Japanese. It's called Ace No Soar. What is it called? That's I believe that one's released by. Uh, wait, no, Ace, Ace I'm thinking of lineup. Nerai, that's the one I'm thinking of, I think, and I think this is the one that you're looking at right there. Here is this. Isn't uh, this what we're looking at right there? I, I remember aim, if aim I'm for sharing. The Ace. Okay, this looks just like what you're looking at. I'm going to send it to you over the chat. And you, you can pull it up on, on the screen share. Well, I guess you can't because you can't go to the chat while you're I, screen sharing. Yeah, I can't do that. that. See, this is Aim for the Best. That's what I'm thinking yes. of. Aim, it's called Aim for the Ace. There's another one called Aim for the Ace, and I believe that one is, uh, well, you can tell me. Isn't that one baseball? No, it's uh, it's badminton or whatever she's playing tennis. Okay, so possibly. Yeah, takes up tennis. Yeah, so it's a tennis one. So so maybe she's going to end up getting what she wants. Sorry, we're talking about somebody you guys don't know. But we might – maybe she'll uh, want to do a guest on the podcast sometime. Hey, hey, she, this, this girl has seen so much anime, it's it's ridiculous. She Her anime planet profile has more than two years' worth of life spent on anime. She's insane. I don't know how she does it. I can't stay focused that long. <laughs> to like, I have to take breaks from anime every once in a while just because I realize I'm not even watching it anymore. It's just playing in the background. Yeah, I've revealed my origin. I started watching anime when I was three, so it's kind of like a normal thing for me. Yeah, I agree with you. The, that mecha guy, and yes, um, the the thing about anime though is that you don't realize like you're not cataloging it at three years old, you know. You start cataloging it once you're old enough to, to realize that, you know, it's something that's worth cataloging. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie. The first three that I ever seen was uh, the little bits, the grim fairy tales from both of these are from Nick Jr. And mm -hmm. somewhere I saw, saw the Fist of the North Star movie at that age. Great parenting. <laughs> I want my kid to see that too <laughs> at a young age. <laughs> But my looking kids back seen, 
my kids saw the first anime that my my son was like two and a half at this time but the first anime we ever watched where he actually was watching the screen and not off doing baby stuff was um uh, i was getting confused what's the one um dando the the golf one remember i told oh, you yeah. guys i bought a bunch of a bunch of sports anime that was one of them dando no, you're not being a degenerate to the industry. They're being a, de a degenerate to the fan base. <laughs> uh, that yeah. mecha guy says he felt as as he was being a degenerate to the industry by not supporting Anaplex. Now, uh, you don't uh, you don't support your hostage taker. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't capitulate to the uh, to the demands of this terrorist organization. <laughs> if your village is held up and someone's keeping water at ransom. Exactly. They're holding these shows for ransom is what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. And they yeah. kind of insult us with, we're going to release something at a decent price, but it's not going to be as good quality as our yeah. higher stuff, which is still debatable. So I just want to mention something. You asked me if you if I wanted to go grab a snack. Um, yes. Does anybody want to take a, a brief intermission and just grab but something? I mean, I'd like to grab a water from the other room. I mean, you've been talk you've been talking all along, and I haven't yeah. really said that much. I can go over what this site has. Sure, go ahead. I'm just gonna grab a water. If if okay. you guys wanna, um, if you guys in the chat need like a quick break, like we can we can talk about something unimportant for for like five minutes. If you need to go grab food or something, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna grab a water from the next room. I'll be right back. All right. So back to this. Uh, from what I've seen from this. From what we've been through, uh, Attacker U or Aim for the Best is one of those that I've been wanting to see for a while. I've heard good things about All Out. Uh, Tomorrow's Joe or The Champion, I haven't seen all of the first season yet. I'm like halfway through it, and this guy, Joe, he is a complete ass. Oh, really? Oh, man. Oh, yes. When he gets... When he gets the crap knocked out of him finally, it's so rewarding to see, sadly. I hate saying that about the main character, but after a while, I'm out, I'm out of the prison. So he's trying to shape up and, and finally get trained. But man. Okay. Um, I, I've only ever seen Champion Joe because I only watch stuff that I own. So Right. I have seen uh, "Here I Am at Your Service." That is a, that's a fun. It's a obviously forty-five minutes. It's a quick, fun baseball anime about a maid trying to serve her master. It, mm -hmm. Just for that brief um, moment in time, it's worth the watch. I have. Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Hold on, real quick. I'm gonna throw this out there of a show I'd like to see licensed. Is um, what's that one that was released by Genion about the maid? That's like really small and she has like the usb port and then at some oh, point wow. she's just... that was released by uh by uh, pioneer genion didn't re-release right. it it's handmade you know, you know I mean. Hand handmade made yeah. yeah there's another show called handmade my that's like uh loosely related to it that has that takes place at like a porn studio <laughs> Yeah. I, I've, I've never seen it. I've just read the synopsis. I'm going to pull it up and read you the synopsis real quick. Okay. It might be my dream of uh, meaning. Uh, no, it's, it's not Butobu uh, CPU. Okay. Which was I dream of uh, Mimi, I think was what it was called. Yeah. Um, okay. 
I'm going to read you the synopsis. So it's a spinoff of Handmade May, which, by the way, is a garbage show. Handmade May was. Uh, I I thought it was pandering and stupid, but here's the plot summary for Handmade May. Hideo Ozu is an editor in a shady adult video company. For years, he has dreamed of being a motion picture director while his childhood friend, Mai Kurosawa, uh, has become an upcoming actress. Then one day, his dreams are shattered when Mai takes all of his amateur videos of her and tells him to get rid of... to get out of her life, okay? Get out of her life. On, on his way home after a few drinks, Hideo bumps into Cyberdoll Sarah who makes him mark an invoice. Uh, when he arrives at his pad, Hideo is greeted by three cyber dolls, Mai, Ai, and Mie. All three of them happen to look like different age variations of Mai Kurosawa, and when Kurosawa announces the release of a biography video uh, of her using Hideo's old footage, Hideo decides to start his directing dreams over again using his three cyber dolls. So... I don't know how that's possible. All three of these girls have different hair color. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's just... Uh, um, and that's, that's something I just want to bring that up. That's something I'd love to see <laughs> them uh, them actually release. Just because that, that premise sounds like something that would be really funny to see how they handled it. I just want to read the chat real quick. Uh, My two cents on Handmade May. I, except for... The guy's quote-unquote rival character, the guy with purple hair that gets his upcomings. I like the sense of adventure that it gave, or, or I like the adventure that it gave me. I wouldn't say it's like the highest tier of show, but it's something worth watching. Let me let me put it this way: one of my all-time most hated shows is Oh My Goddess. That show is so pandering. I'm still baffled by that. It's fine. It's your opinion. Perfectly fine. But Well, okay. The thing is, the relationship between the main character and Belle Dandy is toxically sweet. They don't have any problems, any real problems that couples face. It's, oh no, I... I bumped over something and it it minorly inconvenienced you. Oh, the end of the world. I'm going to go back to the goddess realm and leave you alone so you don't have to deal with me anymore. And it's like, oh, Belle Dandy, don't you understand? I love you. I wish for you in my life. But it's like, oh, throw up every single episode. I hate it. I absolutely find that hilarious? No, it's stupid. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Handmade May is a Chobitz version of that. Okay, it that it, it's it's pandering and stupid in that way. And what I mean by it not being very good is that Chobits is great. Clamp handled that so well compared to Handmade May. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, so oh, FDDNM says Handmade May got re-released. He thought um, I'm talking about Handmade May. Uh, you probably picked that up by now, but uh, yeah. That's, anyway, go ahead. I, I totally keep interrupting you when you're trying to talk about TMS. So go ahead. All right. Now, let me get over my TMS so we can talk Sorry. more. Um, I have seen Karate Master. Mm -hmm. I tried watching it on Hulu, but I couldn't get by the quality. I did yeah, get the discotheque release. I like the show. It's so boneheaded and or so meatheaded because he will choose. He tries to choose the stupidest route because of some proverb. And this guy was the inspiration. Granted, this is loosely based off of a real-life uh, martial artist after World War II went around, went around and traveled, uh, traveled Do you know Japan. His 
I, I forgot. It's probably on the Wikipedia page. All right. Um, right. So he's the in. So based on a real person, based on him, he's the inspiration for Ryu. Later on in the show, like Street Fighter. from Street Fighter. Later on in the show, you see the inspiration inspiration for uh, Saget, which he's like this old underground wrestling Russian Russian slaughterhouse. So he's not a Muay Thai master. Yeah. Look up the thing. I'll tell you the guy's name in a minute. Okay. Go ahead and keep little, talking. I'll just, I'll just chime in. Little Samurai. I'm not sure if it's the nin, the Kid Ninja VHS. I doubt it. But I think one episode got released over here. We got soccer. It's not Whistle, but it's soccer. Ode to Judo. Just looking at the pictures. Just basing it off the pictures looks kind of, looks like there's potential, but let's. I got a quick question further. for you. Yes. Do you know if the live action film of Karate Master got licensed in? Uh, it was. It was. Oh yeah, English release title was Karate for Life. Shoot, link that to me and after it, this is done. It, it starred uh, Sonny Chiba. Definitely link that to me when we're done. I will. I will. It was true. Hold on, I'm looking for that two part. I'm just, I just want to know the guy's name. Yeah, it's not on the wiki. You said it was based. Oh, oh, here, Masayama. Yeah, Masayama. The story was inspired mm -hmm. by the life of real life martial artist Mas. Uh, so probably Masu uh, Oyama. Dude, the guy looks like so. on his Wikipedia page. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, just briefly reading, reading that in reeks of the eighties. I can see Ode to Judo being something that I would watch, but not many people. So I just uh, want to, I've been meaning to point this out. A lot of the titles that they're using are not the real titles, like Champion, the Champion instead of Ashitano Joe. Whenever, yeah. whenever an anime has like an actual Japanese title uh, that doesn't already have like an established American title, like Karate Master is not actually called Karate Master in Japan. It's right. called whatever that other one was um they just make one up on tms it seems like so i'm just i'm just pointing that out um oh yeah well i i think it's obvious that uh the star of the giants is made by the mangaka who keeps trapping himself by making more baseball manga <laughs> like any new project he does it accidentally becomes baseball manga kind of like he's uh, obsessed apparently kind of like the creator of jojo he keeps defaulting back to Jojo. He can't get out of it. When you've, when you've struck gold, you don't start digging for something else. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. What's this one? So, uh, that looks Jojo. like an American show. Yeah, it looks very co-production. Let's see. Kadasha, Manga Star, Giants, it it says Kodasha. Kodansha. Kodansha. And it's about cricket. Uh, okay, I've got a question. Should have noticed that. Yep. Does any. Okay. Uh, for, I got two questions for the chat. Number one, I have an iPhone 7. Okay. I, I had to upgrade uh, because uh, it's, it's work stuff, but I, I had to get a new phone. I ended up going with the iPhone 7, which doesn't have a headphone jack. I know that Apple has the AirPods that are like the wireless Bluetooth headphones. Has anybody used those? Are they any good? 
because I keep accidentally pulling out these headphones. It's getting really annoying because I have to keep taking them out. I'd rather be able to walk around and grab stuff and still be able to hear uh, Augie when I'm doing this. So I've been thinking about uh, I've been thinking about getting those, which I know they're expensive, but I I, I just want to know if any of you guys have actually um, used them. And uh, does anybody know what station in Japan Lucky Star aired on? Because I'm working on a video for my bootleg series, and I'm talking about a bootlegger who's releasing stuff on burn DVDs. And uh, I, I want to just show you one of the discs that he, he released. Um, here, I'm going to switch this to my camera. Can you, uh, can you switch it so you can see this too, by the way, Augie? Can you like... Yes, now I see you. Okay. Wait, so this I am is, sharing this is, screen. This is the disc he released of Rurouni Kenshin. As you can see, it's on a burned DVD. Um, I just want to point out that it says he's got logos on it for Sentai Filmworks and TM, uh, TBS Entertainment or TBS, I guess that says TBS An Animation. Um, so that's the Tokyo Broadcasting System. But um, Rurouni Kenshin aired on Fuji TV and Sentai Filmworks didn't release it. He's just the, the bootleggers just randomly throwing logos on there as a way to try to trick people. Um, so the wiki, yeah, it's it's on like so free. So Lucky Star got so many. The, the reason I ask is because he also used the TBS logo on Lucky Star. Um, and the Lucky Star one, it was a lot like this actually looks like a uh, some decent effort went into making this disc art. Uh, for this one. Like, he actually had some fun putting that together. It looks pretty good. The Lucky Star ones are just garbage, though. <laughs> like, um, like this is one of the discs. Uh, and he just, like, the, the logos are just thrown on here, and, like, the region region one, which is total bullshit, of course. Um, but let me grab the, the original one, because it's just a little bit easier to see on this one. Uh, so there's a logo on here that I don't recognize. That's Do you guys know what this green symbol is? Kind of looks like a green version of the Genion symbol. I've never seen that before. You might need to ask that on Twitter. Yeah. Because when you showed that, I couldn't really get a good visual. I know it's it's really hard to see it. I'll send I'll send a picture of it later. You guys want me to post it on Twitter right now, and you guys can see. Uh, let me check. Let me see if I can get a good picture of it. By the way, I'm also trying to figure out what he did to make this label. Um, I thought it was. Lightscribe, which if you guys don't know, Lightscribe is a, a label etching technology developed by Hewlett Packard. I used it on my demo reel, right? So uh, basically you put the disc in upside down and you use the laser to etch the image onto it, but they couldn't do full color like this. So I don't know what this is. And it, I think... Well, I don't want to get too much into it, but basically, I'm just curious uh, what it is. But I'm going to take a picture of that logo and post it on Twitter. So if you guys want to go to uh, my Twitter is at Cypherus MC, I think I think it's MC on there too. So S E I F E R U S M C, which stands for Minecraft, because that's my that's how I got started on YouTube and everything. Because that game is amazing. So before I go back to like. Well, I'm going to do quickly oh, from the chat. One response is, uh, it looks like a miscolored Kodacha logo. Is it? Um, also from same user. I'm going to get back to you, Dan. 
I used to finish one box. Okay, you're answering Danny's question. How much anime do you guys watch every day? I have a maximum of 90 minutes per day. I try to do about a disc at least. To if I have a free day, I can probably finish a series. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to post this. On. I'll have to scan the disc. I can't. I can't get a good photo. Um, so for me, it depends. My Minecraft in 4K Xbox. Xbox One X isn't that what is that what they called it? That was such a dumb title for it. Uh, I play it on PC because that's the that's the only way to really play it. It's much better. Uh, hold on. So so let me get back to. So he says headphone jack required. It's like, yeah, you know I I agree. It's it's a stupid decision. Uh, th they say that the reason that they took out the headphone jack is that it makes the phone more water resistant. Um, so I guess that's nice. But uh, um, actually, thank you for saying that. I was wondering why they did that. Yeah, that's well, that's that's the reason that they gave. But Apple has been known to stretch the truth. So um, I you thought know, it was like some sort of design fad for the moment. No, well, since uh, <laughs> since Steve Jobs died, um, Apple has made terrible decisions it's just been it's been a it, the thing's going downhill um since since steve jobs died so well it looks like that they don't know how to advance just kind of stretch along the well they don't know how to innovate anymore they don't yeah. know how to innovate anymore they're uh um they're floundering you know they're treading water is what they're doing so so yeah to, that's that's my thoughts that's what they said and and you know it, it probably isn't a lie it probably isn't a lie that it's more water resistance but it, it's just it's just a shitty reason to do it because i yeah. you know i think that the thing about iphones is that i don't yes people probably drop them in the toilet let's be real that probably happens okay but i think that uh the thing that happens more often is people drop them and break the phone. They 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 crack the screen. Um, you know, I don't I don't think water damage is the number one issue. I think it's that people are breaking the screens constantly. So uh, it it fits in my pocket. So obviously, it should fit in any pocket. Say what? It fits in your pocket. So what? It obviously it fits in my pocket. So it should be any pocket. There's a weight limit. What? Say what? I paid. Five hundred dollars for this, at least. Yeah, that's how people think. Uh, mind if I go back quickly to what I was doing, then jump? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So. Okay, I'm we're not going there. Real quick. Uh, I'm okay. in the same boat with Monogatari. <laughs> uh, I'm about to. I'm probably after Anime Expo. I'm going to buy all of those. I will wait for that price point to change. I have some friends that are really into it. However, yeah, they I like the novel a lot better because that whole first season where it just has the flash on the screen, it explains yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, I'm just going to say um, the light novel for Kizumonogatari has been turned into an audiobook. Uh, awesome audiobook. Definitely better than the anime, in my opinion. Um, and it, you guys should definitely check it out. But... Uh, how much anime do we watch every day? Uh, it depends on the day. Um, usually, since I started the Anime Collector channel, I've been watching less and less because I'm just constantly working on stuff um, for the channel. Uh, but I try to watch at least an hour worth maybe every day. Yeah, 90 minutes or so maybe sometimes, but usually just an hour, which is about three episodes if you skip the opening and ending. That's weird. The uh, Gigantor Kuso Tenjin. I don't know how to pronounce it. 
Iron Man twenty eight. That's that's that's, uh, that's Tetsujin twenty eight. Yeah. That that was is that okay? That's that's like the VHS, eighties VHS stuff. These are this is a different one than was. I'm gonna switch it to just here. Okay, this is a different one that was than what was released by Genion, right? Yeah. uh, Eighties then nineties then what you got is like two thousand five. Yeah. Okay, so let me. Which I need to get that eventually. Is it still on me, or are you? Did you take over? It's on you. Uh, I'm just. Okay, I'm, cool. sorry, I'm just trying to get through the last couple comments real quick. Uh, so I thought it was a good one. Yeah, the air, the AirPods. Yeah, possibly could be a, a tactic to get more money. That's that's that is how they're going with the uh, with the MacBooks. Their new MacBooks are garbage. They took out all the USB ports and stuff. I was going to upgrade a new MacBook before um, before starting the podcast, and then I realized I can't. I need a dongle just to plug in my stupid mouse, <laughs> you know? Well, at least dongles are popular again. These two, it's like some sort of side side accessory that was optional. But now it's not like that. So little Moon Rider looking at this. So we have Moon Rider, which is referenced yeah, I'm, I'm in down almost at, I'm down anything. At the, last, the last comment. Let me just get this. Uh, yes, I am going to Anime Expo, just, just to clarify. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> All right. So, little Moon Rider. So, just if if you ever notice, like in Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. other shows, this guy is referenced almost everywhere. Really? It's referenced in Ronmo. Yeah, it's like a. I've never uh, seen this guy before. It's like a common writer sort mm-hmm. of thing. So here they kind of do like the because as as well as you see this store. Oh wait, it's down here. <laughs> So I'm assuming it's like SD Ultraman or uh, SD Gundam Super Deformed. Well, obviously Super Deformed, but mm-hmm. what I'm else? Just gonna, ah, here we go. So, the other names for Lupin or Lupin yeah, movies. Hang on one second. Um, that mecha guy, you'll recognize me if I'm there because I'll have this on. So just look for look for this blue pouch with the Anime Collector logo on it, and you, you'll be able to run into me easy. Or just hit me up on Twitter, and maybe we'll we'll meet up. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so so far with Lupin, most yes, of these what are they what they have. Here's some other titles that they okay. might use. Almost all of these have already come out by Discotech, too. Right. Now, there's a few, like, uh, right, where's it at? I think Never Once a Diamond hasn't been released yet. Right. Well, no, I've already seen, I've already seen a couple that haven't haven't been re-released by. Uh, the Elusive Mist hasn't come out. Um, Sweet Lost Night hasn't come out, to my knowledge. I think the Last Job might have a release date. Um, yeah, just so you guys know, the the Twitter and Facebook stuff's all in the in the description of the video, so um, you shouldn't have any trouble finding me. Uh, here we go. One I'm kind of looking forward to is the Return of Pacific. This is Pical. The cow. I, I've, I've never been able to talk to this with anyone, so this is like the first <laughs> time I've ever pronounced this stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Exactly. I'm just saying that there's no S in there, so it's not Pascal. Like you. Like okay. you but yeah, maybe I don't know. Oh, cool. Maybe, maybe the other titles are different. Wait, whoa, whoa. What is Magic Kaito? That looks like Case what? Closed. It is Case. Well, he cameos in Case Closed. He is a yeah. master thief who uses magician tricks to cat burgle stuff. Really I, cool. I want to see this. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet, but they've got it right next to that. Was uh, 
Lupin versus Conan. I haven't watched it yet. I'm so dying to see it. I want that to get a dub before I watch it, though. I want it dubbed with the original Lupin cast and the original Case Closed cast. Is that so much to ask, everybody? Is it? I'm just glad it finally got released over here after waiting, like, what, past five years for it to come over? Both OVA and movie. Yeah, I remember my friends were watching it and telling me how great it was back when I was in college. And I was like, I have to wait for it. <laughs> ah, this is awesome. I didn't realize TMS had all this stuff. Because like, like I said, yeah. I only pay attention to the stuff that comes out on DVD. Hey, that Rough and Ready all... Cowboy. Yeah, I want to see yeah. that. That looks awesome. That's some good, good, good anatomy on that horse. A lot of times horses look so derpy in anime because they just don't know what they're doing. Saint Tail, I see that uh, down there. Uh, well, I usually don't pay attention to horse. Dude. Horses in anime, usually the only ones I see is like in this is the North Star, like Raul's Beefcake of the War Horse. Yeah. Um, have you seen Virtua Fighter, anybody? I was have you actually that seen that week, anime? Yeah. Dear God, I, I hope this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to me as a collector is if they would get the original people back. Like in, I'm talking ADR directors, script writers, all those people. Get them back to finish releases that weren't finished. Virtua Fighter has one of the funniest things in it. Okay, so there's two DVDs. I'm going to grab them real quick. Is it on you? You can't hear me. You can hear me. Oh. Okay, there's two DVDs that were released by Anime Works, and then it got canceled. And... Uh, or maybe maybe the VHS came out all the way. That that's possible. And then the DVDs only got to episode twenty-four. They do this this gimmick on this show where they get to uh, like during I think it's like the commercial break or the next time on Virtual Fighter or something. They do this thing where they they're like uh, they how do you describe it? Um, they're like he he would throw a punch that was unstoppable and then every single one they're coming up with a new word that ends in a bowl and it's just like you're just amazed by it's unfathomable you know unencourageable it just they, they keep doing it and by the end of it you're like i can't believe they're still coming up with ones like i just can't believe it like it's amazing that they <laughs> kept this going so long that's actually how i felt with uh have you guys ever seen wedding peach when i first put that in i started watching it, i'm like i'm like I, I'm watching it, and it's like it's a terrible ripoff of Sailor Moon, and I'm and I just I just give it this look like I can't believe they made 52 episodes of this, and then by the end of it, I'm like I can't believe they made 52 episodes of this. I can't believe they kept it going that long. You know, like I was legitimately impressed by the end of it. It's actually I actually like it more than Sailor Moon to be honest. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I keep keep interrupt, interrupting here. I need to finish Wedding Peach. I like it just the same. <laughs> I just realized um, that I did virtual, that. I just realized that I, I didn't know that not all of it was released. I just realized that I tried. I, I, sh I like, hey, this is what they look like. I had it on your camera the whole time. So I'm just going to show them. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. It's back on me. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, unless anyone wants. So, Pastel or Pastel. Who knows? We're just gonna. We're just. Everybody uh, knows what we're talking about. Anyway, this guy. When I read the first volume Tokyo Pop released of this, mm -hmm. this this was like the first quote unquote villain that Lupin faced. Because this guy, who was a magician, he's able to do stuff that you're normally not able to do. Like someone shoots bullets at 
at you. He deflects them. Mm -hmm. He can walk on air. He can point his finger like he's doing and lay fire onto you. So he's like a he's like a black magic wizard kind of guy, not like yeah. a magician. Uh, best way to describe him, he he foils him and he foils him and figures out that he's just an illusionist. Mm -hmm. But it took him a while of thinking and it's one of his secret bases to figure out how to go go about stopping this guy. Mm -hmm. This one's also like a reunion movie. Nah, anyway. So one that I think you didn't pay, you weren't paying attention that you, that was like way up here. And we've talked about this going back to the city hunter universe uh -huh. is angel heart. Yes. Oh God, please. Oh, Dear Lord, I'll do anything. Okay. So this is that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is, <laughs> that has uh, the greatest opening theme, by the way. Okay. So this is pronounced beat X beat X. I never would have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so it was, it was released once under uh, same people who did Crimson Wolf, I think, Image. I have it, yeah. I have then, it. Can you grab it? It's over here. Sure, go for it. Uh, then the people who released either, uh, either whoever just done the Kickstarter for uh, Skip Beat. I lied. I don't have it. Maybe I do. It was either the Kickstarter for Skip Beat or the people who released uh, Mattress Raijin, though. I was thinking oh, of they Beat. got it. I was thinking of Beat. Beat the Vandal the Western. Western. Yeah, I, I think I do a, have That is a release, it, too. It'll be over here. T.U. So be right before Bubblegum. Yeah, I have it over here. So someone's releasing this over here, and I have no idea, or I don't know how to track the information was, as to... It was a Lumatune. It released. Oh, funded. Okay, I oh, I did it again. By the, the Vandal Buster. Hold on, I had it on the wrong camera. And this is, uh, it was released by a company called Illumatune. Here, this is easier to see. Oh, yeah, it has TMS Entertainment right next, right next to it. See, that's the website we're on. Where's my finger? Where's my finger? There it is. That's the website we're on. This is so hard to do. It's in front of the screen. And then there's <laughs> there's a Lumatoon. Okay, you guys saw it. All right, I'm going to stop doing that. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So whoever, I wish I had some follow-up information on to get this because this is also done by the same creator of Saint Seiya. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen? Oh, okay, I gotta look up the name of this thing. I saw I saw a GIF of it one time, and it really freaked me out. It was really bizarre. I think it's from Tezuka. It's called. Hold on, I, I know I'm gonna get it in a minute. It's called Boggy, the Monster of Mighty Nature. That sounds familiar. It has this anth. It, it looks like the birth of. It's not. I'm sure it came from somewhere before this, but it looks like the birth of furry, the furry fetish. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Anyway. So, what I'm looking back, what I'm looking at is the science fiction. Is the chat mm -hmm. still going on? Uh, yeah, the chat's still going. People are saying. Cool, cool. See, they're saying they saw Wedding Peach years ago. John uh, Shane said that. Sweet. 
Uh, and he says he also thought his DNA squared was complete. Uh, you're, sadly, says, you're... sadly, he's mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're in the same boat, Danny. <laughs> FDDNM says uh, he got Wedding Peach for Dirt Cheap um, at a Right Stuff sale. Well, is it Right Stuff or is it Dirt Cheap? Now I'm just confused. Well, he got it for Dirt Cheap at the Right Stuff sale. Okay, like, okay. Uh, and then Danny says he really enjoyed Wedding Peach, but the short music video was never released on the DVDs. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was. But um, yeah, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre show, and it's, it's just because everything about it is about like wedding bells and getting married and stuff. And you're like, I can't believe they kept that theme going for so long. <laughs> if a four-year-old girl can sit down in a car or a car trip. And keep singing or humming the dun dun da da that whole time and still be entertained. I do not doubt this. <laughs> What's Galaxy High School? Didn't that get released? I thought that is that an anime? I thought it was when I read up on it, I thought it was like like American made. Yeah, uh, so did I. TMS original title in Japanese Galaxy High School. I gotta look oh. that up on the news network. Well, Media Blasters, yeah. Media Blasters released it, I believe. Yeah, I never picked it up because I didn't think it was anime. Yeah. When I read it, I thought it was uh, like. Oh, it says US TV. So, so it, it says, might be a co production or it might be. I'm gonna, let me see. American Saturday Morning Cartoon Series animated in Japan by TMS. So it's it's a uh, it's one of those things where it, it could go either way. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's God Mars that I was talking about, and apparently Crunchyroll. Wait a minute. Is God Mars? That's not Eyes of Mars, is it? No, no, not to my okay. knowledge. Read the comments. Comments. I do not think it's. Eyes of Mars because there's a VHS just called God Mars. Uh -huh. Somehow, out of all things, they released one episode, one or two episodes of this on VHS, and this has an RPG book. An RPG book? What do you mean? Yeah, like okay, you know D and D, or like if we're keeping this anime related, uh, Big Eye Small Mouth, Hero System, GURPS. Uh, You're speaking another language. Anima. Well, it's a role. It's a role-playing game. What I'm talking about is when someone reads a rule book or role-playing game, they sit down, roll dice, and reenact different scenes or okay. come up with new scenes give, with the given universe or set rules. What the? F oh man, sorry. I just I just found something interesting on on uh, about Invader Sim. <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, yeah, like, so Johnny the, like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? No, 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 no. no I'll, I'll tell you about it in just a second. But um, first of all, Danny says that his DNA squared says it has 12 episodes and three OVAs on it. So mine says contains episodes 1 through 15. So that would be 12 episodes plus 3. Okay, so I might have... Okay, so sorry, guys. I didn't mean to give misinformation. Okay, right, my fault. Cool. So. Oh, there's a little tiny nick in mine. <laughs> I probably did that today, <laughs> putting it down. Um, 
Okay, so I'll just tell you real quick. I clicked on, I was trying to see if, because I didn't think, okay, so since I just looked up Galaxy High School and it said it was a USDV, I looked up Invaders in because it had been released by Anime Works, and I just wanted to see if there was even a listing for it on um, Anime News Network. There isn't, but there is a listing for, for Joan and Vasquez, who's the creator of Invaders in, and he says here he was a voice actor. He was cast in Pokemon Chronicles as Professor Nanba. So that's his one listing. So I thought that was interesting, but I actually have a story about Joan and Vasquez if you guys want to hear it. A friend of mine from uh, college or somebody, no, I don't want to, an acquaintance, you know, it's like, I don't want to call him a friend. He was somebody I had a couple of classes with and, and you know how you're sort of, there's certain people you are buddies with in the class because you sit next to them and, you know, you sort of chat during um, the break between when the class is going to start and all that. Uh, but uh, there's a guy, he told me a story. He he actually knows Joan and Vasquez. He's like a family friend of, of, of his family and they went to see a movie together. I forgot what movie he said it was, but uh, he said Joan and Vasquez um, and I could be butchering this story, so don't quote me on this and, and, and all that. But uh, he said Jonan Vasquez needed to go to the bathroom, but he didn't want to miss the movie. So he peed in the uh, in like a jumbo like cup, uh, like a soda drink cup that he finished. Okay. And he left it in there for the <laughs> for the theater people to clean up. So anyway, that's that's a story I've heard. Don't take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if I don't know if I got the story right or if it's even true, but I'm just sharing that as a as a humorous story. Um, and then uh, Danny says he needs Takarajima. What is that? Did we talk about that? I don't think so. Or is he <laughs> talking about Deo Kojima, the creator of uh, Metal Gear slash... Now he, I'll, I'll, look up, I'll look it up in a minute. Uh, and then FDDM says, going back to the Galaxy Express thing, apparently they compressed the living nipples off of it, <laughs> and it looks horrible on top of being hard subbed. I don't. Well, he must be referring to the S'mores version, not yes. not the not the movies that Disco takes in. Yeah, that's probably what. Happened. Right, he's talking about S'mores because yeah. S'mores. The worst news I heard about S'mores was that they hard coded it. I didn't know that they yeah. pressed it that horribly. I'm gonna look up Tucker Regina real quick. Yeah. Well, so this is. Uh, Moby Dick 5. Oh, Taco is um, Treasure Island. Okay, cool. Yeah, just to answer that question. Okay, back to you. <laughs> the Red Baron, that's okay. cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. This is this one right here, I believe, is the song we will give it. I believe it's, uh, yeah, the anime version of. Uh, Adventure Island for, from uh, Taiho, Toho, Taiho, Taiho. People did Bubble Bobble. Oh yeah, this is their. Anime. Yeah, that looks that looks like. Uh, you'd be cool. I'd love to get a. Um, I'd love to get a DVD of the Chrono Trigger animated sequences that were in the PlayStation uh, version of the game, and also the Chrono Trigger OVA um, with all the monsters. Just to have that as a physical release would be awesome. You do know that OVA is part of a parody series to promote video games. Yeah, I know. New Mamonja, I think it was called. Um, the Rescue Kid, such a bland title. Hey, there's hey, there's two robots that look familiar. Kind of an those two robots Sonic. not only look familiar, but they're uh, they're saluting the Heil Hitler. <laughs> well, there you go. The if you think Sonic X is the devil, there. 
and the two robots doing the Hill Hitler. <laughs> oh joy! For the record, just so to... that just so that everybody knows that that salute that was the American salute before World War II. We switched to this because of the connotations to to Nazi Germany. Just so everybody knows, that was the salute. Uh, it just it's like the Hitler mustache. Uh, it's got such bad connotations to it now that nobody can have it anymore. Okay, that's that's just just so you know. That is actually how Americans used to salute, but they changed it uh, because of that. So that, and I believe multiple interviews with Hitler, people commenting how ugly that mustache was. He wore it anyway just to show that he could. Yeah. Well, also. Um, the swastika as well. Uh, there's a difference between the swastika and the Hocken cruise, which is what the Nazi flag uses. That's the one that's tilted uh, diagonally. Um, the swastika itself uh, was actually widely used all over the place in uh, in North America uh, as a good luck charm because it, it's the, the, the manji, you know, the, uh, the it's a good luck symbol um, from like Sanskrit, um, you know, sort of buddhist uh religion or whatever i don't know I'm, I'm i might be wrong about that but but the symbol itself is actually a good luck charm look it up look up uh coca-cola swatch kind of stuff you'll see all these good luck charms that they used to have prior to world war ii that's another thing that has basically been destroyed see what hitler did is he took that symbol as a way to he he wanted to he was very superstitious there's all this stuff about hitler um researching uh, all this crazy stuff like burrowing into the earth looking for all this stuff He was looking for like the spear of Longinus all this crazy stuff going on that Hitler was doing And one of the things he did is he took that symbol to try to take its power um, So that's another thing that we can thank Hitler for that we no longer have uh, Although the one thing we can we can legitimately thank him for is that nobody's using that mustache because as you said It's a horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible look Yeah <laughs> So remember, so remember, audience, when looking at the rescue kids, think of Hitler. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to play this? I'm curious. Uh, I wouldn't for the okay. stream. Okay. Thank you, Thank you for asking. The deity. Yeah, so FDNM so is that saying, has to be a golem. That has to be what? That has to be a reference to the golem. The golem? Golem, yeah. What do you mean? Stone servant. Yeah. Well, no, I know what the golem is, you yeah. know, but, uh, but that's just, is that a stone servant? It looks more like a, I, I mean, yeah. Reading, reading the it's story a long god. time ago. The robot god. That, that's a thing. It's not a stone golem. It's a robot. <laughs> the Moo Empire. Are we watching a monster ranger here? <laughs> Moo Empire of the Earth enjoyed peace for centuries, but one day suffers a military invasion from the Dragonia Empire. The queen of the Moo Empire, Ayla Moo, yeah, prayed for, for peace and ended the conflict. Yamato Kino, a high school boy in the modern age, telepathically feels Ayla's prayer. And finds the contact to be real. So it kind of has the kind of has the whole Battler Dumbine mm -hmm. feel so far for Garzy's link. Yeah. The um, 
The, that mecha guy says he would love Space Runaway um, Ideon to get a U.S. release. I agree. I'd love that oh, to get a U.S. release. Oh, so would I, but ridiculous violence in that, too. Oh, I was going to go back to this. We were mentioning about how if, if one company, uh, we were talking about how uh, Project ACO's um, master files were destroyed. So they're re-releasing it, and we're like, how are they getting, like, how are they going to remaster this? Um, and we were saying if anybody could do it, it could be desk. It, it would be discotech. I mentioned that they've basically uh, um, they they performed miracles in the past with uh, violence. Jack, uh, there's a scene in there that's censored in the DVD release, but they were actually able to find an uncensored version of it that they include in the special features. Um, that is from like the Chinese version. So there's, it's like a, a terrible VHS rip with Chinese subtitles or something on it. But yeah, just to mention that I was going to mention that earlier and I didn't. So remember when he made, when the guy made violence, Jack, that was geared towards seven year old children. Say, say that again. When, when going to go ahead. When, apparently from what I understand, if I'm wrong, I do apologize. When he made violence, Jack, apparently that was geared towards seven-year-old kids i could be dead wrong if i am i'm not surprised but uh, what i've read up on it it was like you know <laughs> sort of like a shonen jump have any of you guys seen violence jack because i don't i think that any serial killer that has existed in japan in recent years must have been a seven-year-old kid who watched that <laughs> Because that show is that show is horrific. <laughs> well, one ultraviolent show I would love to see get a DVD release is uh, the the Wild Seven or Wild Seven. It's uh, it has like a it has a long it has a long history of being a violent live action show. Mm -hmm. You know what I want to see. Um, Okay, oh, I'm looking up Wild Seven real quick. Oh, there's a live action movie to Wild Seven. Oh yeah, and there's a, there's a whole bunch more live action, kind of similar. And Urban, there was a Urban Vision uh, licensed Wild Seven. It that's says correct, but only but on they never VHS. Got released. Only, only on VHS. The VHS. Okay. So, uh, have you ever heard of? There's this show. I really want this to get a, a, a U.S. release just so I can see it. It's called Butt Attack Punisher Girl. Yes, I have, and I reviewed it. <laughs> I want to see it that was, so bad. <laughs> it is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, another one that he, that the person did and released over here was My, 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 which I also reviewed. That's the, the one. The only thing that I'm sour about is I was not allowed to, well, my review, I wasn't allowed to uh, include the Howdy Neighbor uh, door doorbell. Oh yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take note of that. I'm going to put those in the description. Um, your reviews, if you guys want to check out his reviews, they're on the Over Encumbrance blog. I'm just going to write oh. that down. Over Encumbrance blog slash or overencumbrance.com slash Don Jobo. That should get you to what I've reviewed lately. At the moment, I'm reviewing Capricorn. This reminds me of Capricorn, and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or to me, that's awesome. Have you seen um, Jewel Hunter Bem Lime? Yes, I have, and I reviewed that, that as well. Oh, 
Actually, I like that one down too. Damn it. <laughs> uh, that one's great. Yes, it is. You guys should all go see that. It got re-released recently by um, Sentai. Family Entertainment, lady. The Adventures of Tyranno Boy. <laughs> is Tyranno he, Boy. What the hell? Oh, he, oh, it is a bunch of dinosaurs. I'm like, is that an anthropomorphic dinosaur? It's like, no, they're all actually dinosaurs. All are dinosaurs. That's bizarre looking. That one, that one at the top looks like he's like, hey, kid, want to buy some drugs? <laughs> and the back, top left, he looks like a little shorter version of Godzilla from the from the uh, American Godzilla movie. <laughs> I'm curious, what do you, what did you guys think of the American Godzilla? Got to give a year to that. What do you mean? Well, there's two American Godzillas. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. The original one with Matthew Broderick, not not the not the re the redone one. I'm talking about the one where they completely redesigned Godzilla. What did you guys think about it? Oh, that's so awesome to see all those Hentaras. Oh yes. So I was wrong. There's a lot more uh, movies. That's so awesome. I hope they get all that. Hentaro. Georgie, have you ever seen uh, um, Little Snow Fairy Sugar? I want to. I should go and. You gotta see that. that, that. I will unashamedly say that's one of my all-time favorite anime. Um, the girl in that is like it's the girl from Hamtaro, except that instead of hamsters, it's uh, fairies. And the great thing about Little Snow Fairy Sugar that I want you to pay attention to when you watch it, the backgrounds like the the setting is so gorgeously depicted it's like they actually went to this old german town um and studied the architecture and stuff it's gorgeous such a great design work to that show hmm. 12 sets of eyes at the bottom 12 sets of eyes what do we got here 12 episodes so this is a one nine minute movie is this the one with the... With That's an death? anime version of 24 Eyes. Hold on, let me grab that. Japan, just before WW2, Miss Oshi is appointed to teach tw 12 first grade students in an elementary school what? on a small island on the Sea of Sato. Unlike every Turns out it was up here. Yeah, that's an an. I think that's an anime version of this. Oh, I keep doing that. It's an anime version of this. Twenty four eyes, uh, which is like a woman raising like twelve kids or something like that. Uh, and by the way, while I was down there, I picked up uh, Tales of Seduction. This was that thing well, I was talking about from from Eugen. Um, well, it was released. By U.S. Manga Corps, um, that was uh, um, not. Uh, it seemed like it should have been released under an adult title, anyway. But go ahead. Yeah, so that's a that's a twelve sets of eyes is is the the way that they translated what another company uh, for the the Criterion Collection released it as twenty four eyes. Reporter Blues. I don't know about this one. 
This looks like another American one. Yeah. Looks very Barbie or Cherry Blossom. So to people are answering my, my question about Godzilla. Um, John Shane says he didn't like it. Um, I think he I think he was talking about Godzilla when I yeah, yeah. Uh, FD says he he forgets everything about it. I'm, but he's a huge Godzilla fan. So my number one complaint with it is that it's almost not even about Godzilla. <laughs> it's about the characters instead, and it's like totally boring uh, in that regard. And um, the one thing I actually remember about it is the whole thing where they're like, uh, yeah, he reproduces asexually. <laughs> and, and then the girl's like, where's the fun in that? <laughs> you know, That's like the one thing I remember from seeing Because I, I think the only time I ever saw it was in theaters as a kid. The marketing campaign for it was genius, though, where they had that thing like on the side of buses where it's like his foot is as long as this bus and all that. That was a great marketing uh, campaign. Um, that mecha guy says it's a guilty pleasure for him. It's the film that got him into the Godzilla franchise. Uh, it's not a bad action blockbuster, but it's not a good Godzilla film. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Uh, I just want to know what you guys think about the design. Uh, uh, take the movie and how bad, let's say, parts of the movie were out of it. What did you think of the Godzilla design? I thought they did a really good job uh, as a redesign from the original one, but I, uh, for some reason, I guess people were just so married to the original design that they went back to it, which uh, I haven't seen the newest Godzilla, the 2014 one or whatever, but um, uh, I, they did a pretty good job with what I saw design-wise. The 2014 one, in my opinion, they could have they killed off the greatest actor in there way too soon. Which was who? Uh, I feel bad. I, the guy they, from Breaking Bad. Uh, I'm not sure, but the guy who was uh, Malcolm in the Middle's dad. Yeah, from Breaking Bad. Okay. What's his name? Um, Brian Cranston. There you go. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Um, um, they had more monster scenes, but that's just a wall of monster movies, sadly. Yeah. Can you uh, can you scroll up on the one you're looking at? I was going to say something about this. Uh, this, this is, is okay, the China China's Ring. Ring. It, Ring. It sounds really interesting. Um, this is this was already been released before. I oh, think. really? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it was wasn't this well, part of not Spirit of Wonder, but the other one? No, no, Spirit of Wonder. Was this it Spirit Wonder? of Wonder? Spirit of Wonder was like some sort of sci-fi. Four episodes. I think I think I'm mistaking it for the something of Miss China. It was Spirit of Wonder. Am I wrong? What am I thinking of? Miss China. Okay. So, okay, maybe this is two different things. This is the Scientific Boys Club. Yeah, that's parts. what I was thinking. And it's, yeah. it's Shrinking of Miss China and Planet of Miss China. So I'm thinking of... But that looks just like the girl in... Yeah, it looks... Oh, man, it looks so much... The characters on the back look just like that. The well, old saying, man. Well, saying that uh, everyone in China looks Asian is kind of a broad statement, though. I know because they always do the Chinese characters with the buns and you know the, I know, but it, the I'm talking about the guy character there looks a lot. They, this is what we get to go off of in terms of the, the screenshots. There's there's not a lot, but this guy kind of looks like the guy in the little hat, and then there's like the old character stuff. So it's just, I don't know. It's probably something different. It's probably something different. I'm just saying. That. That mecha guy says, I thought it made sense as far as in a real world setting. I'm, I'm assuming he's referring to the uh, 
um, to the Godzilla redesign. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, for 2014, yeah. Yeah, I agree that it would be as beefy as a crocodile. But. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, FDDM says the new Godzilla film apparently focuses way too much on the characters. The Toho movies were much more Godzilla-based and had much more time on him. I know I just said that the one with Matthew Broderick was too much on the characters and not enough on Godzilla. They handled it in a way, I guess, that was a little bit more like Cloverfield, which I Cloverfield was fantastically handled. I'm not, I'm not shitting on that, but I will say that the best Godzilla film ever is Godzilla final wars, which is largely following the characters. <laughs> yeah. Captain Gordon, actually Toxakaguchi is in that movie too. That's why I have it. <laughs> well, if you're not going to crap on Cloverfield, I sure am. I, that's, the ending of that was such a huge middle finger. Yeah. My God. And then, so there's three different versions, and I have to go on demand to see the really good one. Wait a minute. There's there's three different versions yes, of that. What do you, of the ending? Yeah. There's, I've only seen the. I saw it in theaters, and I saw it on DVD, and they both had the same ending. What, what are the three different endings? There might just be two. What I understand, you got the middle finger ending from the standard. That's the one where HUD gets eaten and the yes. camera falls back down, and then and then they're like underneath the bunker, not the bunker. They're in underneath they're in like the bridge. They're in, yeah, they're underneath the bridge in the the park, uh, and then the the bomb hits uh, and it it cuts there, and then it has during the apparently credits. there's apparently there's another ending that shows that it's made a lot of babies. Oh, really? It sets it up for a sequel, which apparently it has one with John Goodman. Which is also good. Have you seen it? I don't want to after the first one. It's it's not at all the same thing. Okay. It's, it's, it is, it's called 10 Cloverfield Lane. It might as well not actually be related to Cloverfield for the majority of the movie. Because it, it's, it's not about monsters. It's about, um, it's about them being stuck together in a like a fallout shelter uh through the duration of of the majority of the film and having to deal with is are we being lied to is there really some sort of thing going on outside is the air toxic and the guy not letting them leave because he oh, let them so in it's kind of like that wasn't there like a twilight episode like this and it might be the twilight zone yeah um so shane says spirit of wonder miss china's ring was released by Anime Ego. The one I have is released by Bandai. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, that's doubt the one it. I have. I wouldn't doubt if it was released. Uh, so I'm going to look it up just to make sure we aren't. Maybe it is the same thing. As you're looking it up, let me talk more about this page. Apparently, uh, Hello Spank is like really popular in Germany. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Bizarre. Now, why in the world you name, name an animal after... No. Punishment. I have no what idea. Is, what is directly under that? What's hmm? Lady Oscar? That looks like Rose of Versailles at first glance. I believe it's done by the same people. Oh no! I just searched something and I already forgot what it was. Oh yeah, Miss Miss China. I had Miss China's ring. It took me to the forum. Entry and adventure in the 18th century, Versailles. Sensational mm -hmm. story of striving against fate. The Versailles Palace is a symbol of prosperity of the Bourbons and later 
I have an answer for you. All right. Original Spirit of Wonder OVA is titled Spirit of Wonder Miss China's Ring. Related anime, Spirit of Wonder Scientific Boys Club is a different one. So I, I guess there's another part to this that we don't have. Yeah, he's right. I thought that was the same thing, so I never ended up buying it. It's 180 bucks on Amazon right now. Ugh. Thanks for clearing that up, Shane. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, keep an eye on that one. And then somebody else. Can't wait for God Particle Cloverfield Three. Yeah, you know I I enjoy them. Okay, so they're they're two different. Okay, no, he's yeah, he's talking about. Uh, I thought he was talking about the endings. So, um, I thought that they handled Cloverfield really well. Let me let me explain it real quick. I was impressed with how they handled what they did with it being handheld because they came up with a story that worked really well in the sense that the character was about to leave. He was about to go somewhere else, so they did the going away party. That was the perfect way for them to introduce you to all the characters without saying, you know, it just it was a really brilliant way of handling it and handling the uh, the conflict between characters and all that. Uh, I, I think they did a great job. Um, I I wasn't bothered by the uh, I wasn't bothered by the uh, what do you call it? Um, I wasn't bothered by the shake thing at all. I know a lot of people hated that. Um, but uh, there was one thing, the original design for the creature I thought was way cooler. Um, there's, there's, they leaked like some concept art from it. He had these like, um, you know how the, he dropped all those little monsters that when they bit you, cause you to like explode. Yeah. They had an original design I thought was way cooler, but um, I, I enjoyed the movie nonetheless. Anyway, let me switch back to your uh, camera, and you can you can go ahead and talk while I look up Spirit of Wonder. Okay. Ooh. A cheeky angel. Oh, I remember a. I remember a friend of mine talking about this. Apparently, they have banana. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad. I hope that gets a release. I, I want I want that so bad. <laughs> well, I'll me showing this side and. People are probably wondering why I'm just showing it and not saying much. Is if you present, if you go up to the comp, like send the company some mess, a polite message, and kind of point like who the middleman, middle person mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Depending on if the company cares, cares, they're more like, if you're able to do some of the work for them, mm -hmm. they're more likely to go after it because, well, hey, Here's a good lead. Let's go after that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna follow this search. <laughs> See if this if uh, Spirit of Wonder pops up. Okay, if I understood this one right. Yeah. So okay. this person was was first male and it was turned into female in terms and of production or in terms of in the story in the story okay so he's 
he in the her body is trying to find out how to become a him again. Okay. And still acts masculine. And that mecha guy, yes. Regarding that mecha guy says, didn't the original design for the monster Cloverfield look more like a giant deformed whale? Yes. And the, the thing that was cool about it is that the creatures that fell off of him seemed like he seemed like a mutated sea creature is what I thought was cool about it. Because, um, the story story wise, I thought it was like a um, about like some sort of toxic waste in the ocean was causing creatures to mutate, and some of these smaller creatures were like parasitically latching onto him. And then when it got out of the uh, out of the water and came on shore, they started to fall off and became. I thought that was really um, interesting. Shane, that's exactly what I'm hoping. He, Shane says, "Spirit of Wonder rarely comes up on eBay, but when it when a copy pops up, it sells for like five bucks." <laughs> that's exactly why I didn't buy the 181. I, I'm expecting that to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. 180 is is more than it's worth. It's much more than it's worth. Oh, yeah. um, I hate it when resellers just gouge the price up like that. Yes, you have a copy, but there's more copies out there. Yeah, it's out of print. There's still more copies. Yeah. So meet the boneheads. This looks like a fun show. It kind of looks like Tokyo Pig a little bit, or Shinchan a little bit too. The art style yeah. that that is Shinchan. That is the Shinchan art. No, Doraemon. No, that's not the Shinchan. That's yeah. what I meant. Doraemon. They're the funniest, most adorable, and lovable, crazy new family in town. Meet the irresponsible Bonehead family. The father of Bill Bonehead is a talented gardener with a green thumb, but it but is just not playing a full deck of cards upstairs. He comes and goes as he pleases without a care of responsibility in the world and lacks any common sense whatsoever. To put it kindly, he's just plain weird, but it's this strange behavior which captivates and makes everyone gravitate towards him. The son Bobby has inherited his father's odd personality, but all in all, he is a gentle, cheerful, and good-natured kid. He sincerely loves and obeys his parents at least most of the time and takes good care of his baby brother. Luckily, not following his Father or brother's footstep steps is baby bonehead Boo. In fact, Boo Bonehead is no bonehead at all. He's a bona fide genius. Only a few men. This sounds like old. this sounds like Family Guy a little bit. Bo can already speak several languages fluently, and is a mathematical is a computer becomes a mere toy in his hands. Although he may be be a brainy bonehead, he too is a good boy who admires and respects his parents and older brother, the mother Barbara Bonehead, is drop dead knock out of the beauty with a heart of gold. Family guy. <laughs> yeah, right for what was um Yeah, no, it's Family Guy. This is this is the the, the setup for Family Guy and, and the Simpsons and well, I believe because there's like 143 episodes. Yeah. Well, how many episodes are Family Guy? Like 500 now. 
I'm just saying, anyway. Yeah. Let's see. I haven't done game best based yet. So, yeah, this one was released Sentai. I mean, that, no, not Sentai. Discotech. 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 Honeybee and Toycom Land. Okay, so. That looks like Peter Griffin. <laughs> What's going on, That's, Japan? <laughs> this is Master Higgins. <laughs> he used to be the CEO yeah. of. Uh, yeah, that was the. What was that? Uh, from that video game company, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the honeybee's the mascot. Another yeah. tidbit about this uh, about this character in real life: somehow he can press press like the A button in a rapid succession of like 40, 40 plus. Because okay. of that, that's because of that, and how he can how he can mash the button. That's how you get the turbo control. Yeah. For your A button, A B whatever. I'm so curious. you're saying you're saying that the guy that that's based on in real life is just a turbo on his own? On his own. Huh. So here he's he is Gen, Genji Takahashi. Yeah. And we'll jump over to to that second bit of discotheque news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the one that was about. Uh, let's get back to what we were looking at. Uh, yeah, so is it still on me? Yeah, it's still in the chat. Let me just click on it again. Oh yeah, it's still okay. on you. There you go. Okay. So as we we were talking about, mm -hmm. there's more Project Echo on the way, which has already all been released, right? It's just a re-release. Yeah, this is a re-release. Hopefully, with less vector lines. Yeah, well, we'll see. If, the, if people the, uh, will allow it, they might be able to release the OVA, but that depends if uh, <coughs> people don't the, complain do too much. The, uh, the, I don't know how it'll have less lines because the, the master has been destroyed. They didn't keep it. Right. If I had to take a guess, they probably took like one of their VHSs and did a direct transfer guessing, over. Yeah. Because if they had the proper master, then, well, yeah. you wouldn't have vector lines. That's something yep. that only exists in uh, in VHS land. Well, I think what happened is that they had the master, they released it on VHS, and then um, the master got destroyed, so they lost the master, and then when they released the DVD, they did a transfer from the VHS. That's what I think happened. I don't know. I'm just that's just a guess. I know I agree with this one guy that posted on Discotech's page. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get more uh 
uh, Lock the Superman. Tells there's like three of three different OVA series related to that. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Did they only release one of them? Because I, I bought it. I I'd never seen it. I just I bought it. And, uh, I bought it too. But if you're looking for something full of superheroes. I'm not gonna lie, Project Echo is probably the better choice. But if you want something else, that one's Project not Echo's as great. bad. Oh yeah. yeah. Actually, Project Echo. Here's a, here's a fun trivia. Project Echo was originally planned as part of Cream Lemon. Correct. And the wife found out about his project and smashed his teeth open. Right. I, I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> is that uh, true? I don't know if it's true or not. But when I read the Wikipedia page. Always seem wow. to be finding that story. Uh, okay, so let's see. So Danny says, so many classics still to catch up on. Shane says, the guy you bought Cat's Eye from was the same guy he bought Spirit of Wonder and Orgus from. Wow, that's funny. Well, you must have got those before I did because they didn't. I asked him if they had uh, any of the other. Um, I asked him if they had any of the other imagination things, and they said they didn't. Or at least they didn't have Nobody's Boy Remy. That might have been the only one I asked about. But Danny then says, 70s Sinbad Noboken can also do with a discotheque release. I agree. And I'd also like to see Die No Die Boken uh, or Die's Great Adventure get a release by discotheque as well. That's the um, Dragon Quest anime. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not that big. I'd watch all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the one that seems to throw some people off is uh, Soling. I've never heard of this one too, but just kind of reading over it, uh -huh. it it sounds enjoyable. It sounds like a Bandai release. Yeah, I was going to say show. I think I I think I'd heard of it before. Did did it get licensed pr previously? And then go ahead and click on it. Yeah, let's see. Yep. I I feel like I've heard, I might be thinking of another show, but it, that that art right there looks like a Bandai release that never came to fruition to me. And then. Um, perhaps uh, Discotech got it. Well, it's from Impa. Uh, there it is. Inoki Films. Inoki? Inoki. Mm -hmm. That's another important one. For Do you not have a middle mouse button on your on your mouse? I'm a caveman trying to become trying to get with you the don't have a You don't have one of these? Like I, have a scroll scroll. Wheel? Yeah, I have a scroll. Does that have a... Can you click that in? Oh, yeah. That's your middle mouse button. You can use that to open things in a new tab. Test oh, it. okay. Yeah, so go over that thing where it says Funimation and middle mouse click that. Yeah, see? see awesome. Now, there you go. Now you know how to do that. And you can also middle mouse click it to, to close the tab up there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Life is no easier. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah. Yeah, so Shane right, says so. he bought it after me. He also asked about Remy, and the guy said he never picked it up. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah, so just to just to answer or to, to bring attention to this, what happened with Cat's Eye is the guy who had it um, that I bought it from, I paid only 24 bucks for. He didn't have the, the art box, though. I guess he lost it or it got destroyed or something. He sold it to me without the art box, but I was fortunate enough to already have the art box. I talked about this in the last podcast, but... Anyway, all caught up. So let's talk about, uh, let's okay. see what's on this thing you're on right now. Let's see. Yeah, so Funimation. Oh, no, it says the original creators of Shuffle and Soul Link. So 
So this isn't something that Funimation actually had. They just mentioned Soul Link in this article. Yes, so <clears throat> apparently, it, if I can get this to select, but in this sentence, yeah, I see that. Uh, it's from it's an adult novel from Naval, visual novel mm -hmm. from Naval, Naval that also did Shuffle and Soul Link. So I believe because of this thing and this one came out, there's probably a demand for Soul Link. Mm -hmm. <coughs> if I had to speculate. Oh, can you go back to that real quick? Oh, uh, right click and do undo close tab. Hmm? Right click at the top at the top and do undo close tab. No. I want to see the tab you were at a second ago. Now right click on where the tabs are at the top. Right click on one of those. Uh, undo close tab. Or reopen close. No, oh, it doesn't. It's not. Did did you just close the tab or not? I didn't close the tab, but it's right here. Okay, we'll we'll click it open. I just wanna I wanted to see something real quick. I, something caught my eye. I just wanted to see what it said. Danny says he wished he could get Dear Brother. Sorry, buddy. I know I know that. Well, I don't know that feeling because I bought them all right before they destroyed all their stock. But uh, I understand the frustration. It'll pop up. Just keep an eye out for it. Yeah, it was that one. That's the one I just real quick. So all scroll right. down just a little bit. Oh, Zebra Man 2. Okay. So is there a second Zebra Man movie? I'll look it up later. I just okay. anyway. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. All right. So, Enoki hmm. Films is the one that released. Um, what the heck Slayers. is that? Well, they released. I was gonna say Enchanted Journey, um, or maybe no. Was it Panda and the Magic Serpent? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just saying. I've seen. What? You're 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 like introducing me to a whole world of of anime research. I have Adventures of Scamper. That might be what I'm thinking of. Eight Man After. I've got that too. Me too. I also have original Babel too. I have. I have that. I, I have everything on there. Uh, oh, wait, have, it had, what? It's had a full release. Uh, it had oh, a uh, skinny release. Ah, uh, skinny release. Dollar Store DVD release. June and Sarah. I don't know that. That looks familiar, though. Looks like Nudie Booty. Life of Confucius, Pegasus. Now let's let's check this out. June and Sarah, the sacrifice of the evil spirit. Do people like the narrations, or cut that out? Tell me. I, I mean, if, if it were me, I would just skim it real quick and give like a summary. Okay. Okay. Sword and sorcery. Princess doesn't want to be a princess. She wants to be a master swordsman, as Sarah wants to be a great sorceress. Pirates. Escape with some person named Owen. Mm -hmm. Oh God! Or Grafton. What's that one? Okay, I gotta look something up. Kind of reminds me of uh, Luna Varga. 
There was a, I think it was an adult title originally. I think it only got a VHS release. I saw it when I, I was looking through the anime encyclopedia one day and I saw it and I looked it up and I looked it up on, uh, I looked it up on um, anime news network. Is that worth, worth getting? I always look at that thing thing thinking, okay, I know of the title, but it wouldn't tell, tell me that much of the show. Um, I, I like looking up some old stuff like, uh, for it's helped a little bit with some bootlegging questions because as we've discussed the hardest part about spotting bootlegs isn't the bootlegs it's the stuff where you can't get an answer on whether or not the title was actually released by a company that owned the license you know because we have all those companies that we know of where we discover that hey this isn't actually legitimate you know so you hey, want to know what's funny about this so, okay this is obviously a soccer anime uh-huh this description is for Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. So they put the wrong. Uh, yeah, they've got their web guide has had a mistake. Yeah. There's this one. Ch there's this one anime. I'm not gonna be able to remember what it's called, but um. Oh God. It, it takes place, I think, in this post-apocalyptic future with some tower, and one of the characters' names is like the character names are. There's like two or three names that are straight from Full Metal Alchemist. One of them is Alphonse. I don't remember what the oh, anime is called. For though. the record, it's not Idiot Adventures Photom, is it? I don't think so. It might be. No. No, it's not Idiot. No, it's not Photon Idiot, you mean? No. Yeah. No, because that actually did get a DVD. I, get, I don't remember I don't remember the main character's name being Tuck. Mona's correct. Zolva is a... Huh. Oh, well, yeah, I just remember his name being Alphonse, and I just remember it being it was bizarre, like <clears throat> the character names. But anyway, I'm not gonna be able to figure it out. Acro bunch. I'll, I'll probably no, figure it out later. All right, Danny's got to run. Uh, yeah, dude, take you later. What, uh, what are the rest of you guys think? We've been doing this for about three and a half hours now. 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. Yeah, so we've been going for about three and a half hours. We might want to consider wrapping up pretty soon. What do you think? Yeah, yeah let's go ahead. Um, all right, so uh, I totally didn't talk about any of the things. FDDNM sent me a list of amazing topics we could have brought up, and I didn't go through any of them. Um, I'd actually like to do that sometime when he can guest. Um, right now he's... Uh, uh, he's going through something where his his housing situation. I think he said that your house is getting torn down, something like that. So he's not going to be able to, um, you know, to appear on uh, the stream with us uh, in terms of webcam and microphone and all that. So sometime in the future, though, I'd like to go over all the stuff that you uh, recommended as topics of discussion. But um, for now, yeah, I think I think it's a good time to uh, sort of wrap up. Um, I've got I've got a good amount of a good chunk of time where I can work on the bootleg series uh, tonight. Oh, and I also gotta I gotta take out the trash. I gotta take out the trash tonight in the middle of the night, which is always fun. Because um, uh, as I was cleaning out the garage, our recycling bin is already completely full, and it's all it's normally week to week it's overflowing anyway because of the amount of water, the amount of bottled water I drink. Um, the whole family does so. 
that's what I get to do anyway. Um, but do you guys enjoy what we're doing right now, or should Augie and I keep these uh, little investigations into the p potential licenses and stuff to ourselves, and then uh, maybe bring up the best ones, uh, or you know, sort of take note of things we want to talk about? Uh, would that be better, or or do you guys actually enjoy going through it with us? Just want to get get a little bit of feedback on that, and then uh, while you guys are typing up your your little feedback, um, I just wanted to mention. Wow, that's a little awkward. <laughs> I'm seeing uh, you're screen sharing the uh, the hangout right now, just so you know. Well, I've been trying it's to get right. out of screen. So, I just want to remind you guys that the next podcast again is not going to be next week. It's if we do have one, it's going to be the week after. And I just want to remind you, I'm going to be in California at that time for Anime Expo, so I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be at the uh, the library of anime. I can't go through stuff. Um, I, if we do it, I'm going to be using a headset, and I'll do it from my um, my in-laws' house. And I might have stuff to show because I probably I'm going to go to book off as soon as I get to California and raid it. So I might have stuff to show, but. Um, yeah, so uh, I appreciate the feedback, Shane. Um, he says he, he just likes listening to us talk about uh, anything because this is it's one of those things where when you're in when this is your hobby, it's it's fun to just immerse yourself and kind of uh, let it, the background noise of people sort of talking about things that interest you go on. So um, I appreciate that that feedback there. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to watch Black Butler. I'm going to try to get through that as much as possible because I want to be able to do. Um, some videos for the first impression series because believe it or not that series is really taking off Those videos are really easy to put together assuming I have a babysitter uh, so that my wife and I can go see the movie and uh, uh, that um, now granted it's because of the show it was but um, your name that your name video is like my most recent video other than the podcast that video has eclipsed all the other videos I put up in terms of views uh, in like a, the matter of a month. So that video has got close to 7,000 views as of right now. And uh, the mo the highest video before that was the last Samurai review, which is one of the first reviews I did on the channel like four years ago. So um, I'm, I'm going to be doing the Black Butler one. And then at Anime Expo, they are going to be um, – there's going to be a – world premiere or whatever of the Cardcaptor Sakura movie coming out and Tokyo Ghoul's live action movie. And unfortunately, both of those are taking place at the exact same time. I'm not sure if you go to the event and you get to see both or if they're taking place in two different areas and you have to choose one or the other. Um, but I'm probably, I'd rather see the Cardcaptor Sakura, but I'm probably going to go see Tokyo Ghoul because that's what my wife wants to see. And uh, we'll do a, um, a first impressions video for that as well, assuming my wife uh, can stay awake through it because they're showing it kind of late at night and we've been getting up. She's been getting up at 4 a.m. I, I actually got up just before the podcast because I work nights, but um, she's been getting up at 4 a.m. the past like month. So so we can go for our walks when it's not blistering hot outside. Oh, and no. I, just I just realized this whole time I've had the camera on you still. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. I'll, okay. I'll get better at this. I promise. <laughs> um, okay. On my side, Ham uh -huh. uh, I'm going to attend a local con called Hamacon. H-A-M-A-Con. Uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. 
That's north of Point Mallard. You don't know what that is. That's where Space Camp is. There's multiple of those. That's where the guy, guy who uh, sings about hide your wife, hide your kids, goes they home and come after you. That's where he's from. Oh no way! <laughs> Thankfully, he's in a better situation. So, <laughs> what's on your shirt, by the way? Is that an animation? Oh, yes. Is that a Totoro? Yeah. Oh, it's a Ghibli shirt. Yeah, I noticed the Totoro yes, one. I've been wearing this ever ever since it started. Uh, my my neighbor Totoro uh, Ghibli shirt. Yeah, but it also looks like it has like the plane from. Uh, is that the plane from Porco Rosso outside? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I I just noticed the uh, um I didn't I I wasn't really paying attention. I just noticed the the Totoro shapes on the uh, on the drapes there. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Oh yeah, then there's the Kodama from uh, from Princess Mononoke there, and then that's I'm assuming that's supposed to be Miyazaki as the Totoro. Uh no, that's Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers. Oh, <laughs> I I never watched Mr. Rogers. I wouldn't have guessed that. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, his neighborhood is always wonderful. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> the only way, the only, the first time I ever heard of Mr. Rogers was from that um, ultimate, uh, what is it, the ultimate showdown of Ultimate <laughs> Destiny? From that music, that that like fan made music video for it. It's the first time I'd ever. They have another song that what's the name of that band? Uh, something Lemon. Lemon. Is it what is uh, uh, it? Cream lemon. There you go. Cream lemon. No, not cream lemon. And I gotta look it up. It's lemon demon or something like that. Yeah, lemon demon. They have another song called uh Subtle Oddities, uh that uses music from Kirby as the background music. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a good song by them, by the way. You should check it out if you haven't if you haven't heard it. But yeah, Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny is a, a classic of nerd culture. That is, uh, as I said, uh, these um, and it's kind of cringeworthy now. But I don't know where I put it. Oh, here it is. Uh, but uh, these documentaries that are so cringeworthy, like that's the kind of thing that they bring up. And let me just. I, so I don't want to make fun of this girl. Title is Go Go Anime. I, I don't want to make fun of this girl. But like this is just so cringy to me. The the thing uh, I just, I cringe. It makes me cringe so hard. Just like the, look, it's <laughs> as if uh, Scarlet Say from what? it's as if Scarlet from uh, darn it, famous world or famous um, Gone with the Wind. It's like Scarlet O'Hara cross with Vampira. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give, her, I don't want to make fun of anybody. You know, it's not, it's not why I'm, I'm saying this, but fun. it's just, I'm it, impressed. no, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to walk a fine line here. I'm just saying that this is a pose that's very unflattering for her. It's like she's trying to do like a seductress pose and it's falling on its face. And I'm not saying anything bad about the girl but it's just everything went wrong with the photo shoot is what i'm saying and it just they it's when stuff goes that wrong you just say you know what not going to use this photo on the dvd you know that's that's all that had to happen <laughs> but just so you guys know this is from live sockets.com uh, i guess they do uh, a couple documentaries i i kind of have this thing where i love i love picking up uh, documentaries let me just pull up some of them I love picking up anime-related documentaries. So I've got uh, 
Anime Works released Cosplay Encyclopedia. I keep all my documentaries at the very beginning uh, of my collection here. I've got Otaku Unite, uh, which is fantastic. Great documentary. Goes into a lot of stuff. There's just a big chunk of this that goes into this um, kaiju wrestling that feels really out of place because there's just a huge chunk of the documentary devoted to that. But it's, it's very worth seeing. Uh, and then... Will Jimenez makes these documentaries called Anime Related. Uh, there's this one. There's part two, which has its own cringeworthy artwork on it. And then there's part two, the director's cut, which sadly doesn't say director's cut on the side, so they look exactly the same. And then there's uh, Lost in Fan Subs, which is part three. Um, so these are very amateur, but uh, I think that these are actually the best documentaries in terms of um, really capturing what it was like at the conventions that he went to during the time. But like I said, they are so, you're cringing hard because, you know, I used to say I love anime and I hate anime fans because they just make me feel so bad for, for liking the stuff that I like because I have no trouble with it until it comes to, until it comes to the, the other people who just freak them. They just freak out at conventions and go nuts. Like, uh, I just, I remember having, I had this one time, it's just, I don't know why it makes me cringe so hard, but I was wearing an Ergo Proxy shirt that I bought at Anime Expo 06, and I walked by this girl and she goes, yeah, Ergo Proxy! And I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> like, it just made me feel so uncomfortable the way she did it. I don't know what it is. But uh, I've also got Adventures in Voice Acting, uh, anime concept to reality, which I'm gonna have to rebuy because mine has a slashed uh, UPC. Um, <laughs> I found these. I found one of these at Book Off, and I just had to have it. I, I've never watched them. I've never played the card game, but I've got Yu-Gi-Oh! School of Duel, all three <laughs> volumes, so I could be a master duelist. And then I have I have something that is uh, kind of an unofficial thing called Anime Christmas Scramble. Uh, that is a, um, a DVD made by um, AMV creators. Uh, so they put out this nonprofit, I guess, DVD. Uh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, in a, it's in a blockbuster case. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's a brand DVD. Neil, he was a part of that. Say what? Um, a friend of mine, his brother is really, apparently really big with AMVs. Uh, this was I, from Soul Anime Productions. Is he part of that? I'm not sure. His first name is Neil. I'm not going to reveal the second name. Um, apparently, he like he was like a winner at the uh, AWA's mm -hmm. AMV competitions when that started. So, who knows? Well, um, I I just saw it on eBay one day and totally bought it, and uh, just because I wanted to check it out. Uh, if you if if they happen to know anything, I'm interested to know if this was actually something that was. I, I want to know where this DVD came from. Who made this? You know, because I don't think it was sold. I don't know. It might have been, but I'm not sure if some guy just made his own for his own you know uh, collection of having it. Uh, the uh, the label is put on. It's stuck on. It's a sticker, and it's not put on very well. So I'm I am scared about actually um playing this because the thing about sticker labels and I'm, i might talk about this in the bootleg series a little bit but sticker labels um if they're not perfectly centered they they unbalance the disc 
and it can actually cause the disc to shatter while it's spinning in the disc drive um, and not read correctly. So I'm a little bit scared to uh, to get you know to go in and check what's on it and everything because it it's just it's a little bit off. But someday I'll, I might go in and just rip the disc on a computer, and uh, that way I can have like a digital version of the of the contents of the disc to actually watch instead of trying to watch it on the um, That mecha guy says, "Doesn't Japan force U.S. licensors to make the quality of the U of the U.S. anime release to avoid reverse importation?" Are you saying to make the quality worse? Jap okay, so Japan, what they do is j most Japanese producers um, contractually require U.S. companies to use CSS protection and region locking to to avoid reverse importation, even though both of those safety measures can easily be broken. Uh, VLC ignores VLC media player, which is a free media player completely ignores um, uh, Regions anyway, you could easily get through just watch it anyway uh, people in Japan could easily do that. So um, Yeah, I don't know also I, I just realized I also have one more thing uh, Bandai anime guide 2002 DVD catalog uh, This says directly on it promotional use only not for sale rent not for sale or rent. So I picked this up at Book Off for three bucks. Um, just you know, a little neat thing to have in the collection. And then there's one more thing up here. I totally forgot I had. Uh, this this Funimation like cardboard thing that has four episodes on it. One episode of Desert Punk, one of Basilisk, one of Trinity Blood, and one of Speed Graffer. So I guarantee you Piccolo's in every one of these shows. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. So for next time, we're going to definitely talk about Speed Grapher, right? Yes, whatever we didn't. Yeah. So if you guys, yeah. um, if you guys want to check out Speed Grapher, again, we're probably not going to. There's not really a whole lot to spoil. There's not like there's a tremendously huge plot twist that actually is going to be like something that matters. Um, but uh, hold on. He says, doesn't Japan force you also to make the quality of this? He says, like example, <clears throat> my DBZ Battle of the Gods Blu-ray release. Are you referring to the one that's in that blue box? Uh, has the has that flow song in English, no matter which language you set on. Was there a Japanese? I don't know. And I, I watch DBZ in English because I like the voice actors. <clears throat> I grew up with them. But... Uh, I, I couldn't answer that question. Uh, anyway, so yes, next week, or not next week, the week after next, uh, God willing, if we uh, have a podcast that week, because like I said, there's there's some things that might make it difficult. I might not have a place to record, but um, God willing, if we do it, um, we'll talk about Speed Grapher, and we're going to be talking ab about, um, I already forgot what the title was. Wicked City. Wicked City and, and Demon, Demon City, City Shinjuku. Yeah. Which one will he consider to be more Men in Black? Which one will I consider to be more what? Men in Black. Men in Black? I, I haven't seen either of them, so I don't know. <laughs> well, 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 the world will never know. I'm just going to put these back. Oh, I'm never going to get that now. I, 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 I spend like an hour after each of these podcasts putting my collection back together. <laughs> we're, still, we're, we're still alive. 
Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Oh. I spend I spend an hour after each podcast putting my collection back together. Um, anyway, guys. So I guess uh, I guess um, that's it for now. Thank you guys for coming and checking out. Have a good night, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Take it easy. See you later, guys.